This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDOFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Set your website apart. Jack. I added the jack. That's not really their thing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Now, up, this Heather Gray shirt, charcoal, charcoal gray. Heather. Heather charcoal. What do you describe this one? The charcoal shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Mickey Mouse. You got a really yeah. faint Mickey Mouse on here. By default, charcoal is heathered, I think. I would as think a so. color. I think that's how they get the charcoaling. Yeah. It's combining darker gray with white and mixing it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked for another, an alternate Mickey Mouse shirt when we were at the land of Disney. Sure. Did not find one. Lo and behold, uh, there was too much Star Wars slash Marvel merch. Sure. Uh, One of us was too busy trying to uh, put together our own custom lightsaber. I'm not going to point fingers. What up, Kevin? Greg and Kevin. What's up? Which is a story for another day. But yeah, one day I'm going to buy another Mickey shirt, I guess, is long and, and, and short of how pointless that story was. Over there, the pure one, Tim Gettys. And in classic Nick fashion, he was looking for a Mickey Mouse shirt in the Star Wars store. So lo and behold, there was Star Wars merch there. But you know, no, we looked at, the, at that front store on Main Street. We too. did go in there. Was not sure you looked at it, but what about your hat? Now you have a dolphin this hat. This has a dolphin hat. You might remember dolphins were featured in Super Mario World. Yes, dolphins were also in Free Willy. They weren't like the stars. Sure, but, like, I thought there was also Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin overrated as all shit. Um, I don't think people really enjoyed it, but whatever rating it got. Sure. It was <laughs> whatever the rating may or may not be. Too high. GameCube codename uh, Dolphin. The, yeah. Yeah. That's that's also cool. That's where I needed hats for when I don't want to do my hair because here's the thing about my hair. It takes time and it costs money. How much how much time does it take? It takes probably an extra five, ten minutes. And how much money does it take? The money is the problem because I use a shit ton of product. Mm. So I'm like, I don't need to look good for necessarily. The show? For your friends? That's the thing. No, for the show. I want to. So so this is more. This is my Monday hat because I'm not on camera Mondays. Yes, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, you're making solid points. Did I have a rough morning? Mm-hmm. Why was the morning so rough? I don't know. What'd you do? I don't know. Woke up. Yeah. What do you mean you don't yeah. know? <laughs> you know, I had calls. I I had to talk to stuttering Chris. Oh, screw attack. Stammering Dan. Stammering Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're about SGC and stuff. They have ideas. Not going to say they're good ideas. No, of course not. They're terrible they're ideas. I'm sure. Was yeah. one of their ideas to keep their own convention and then they couldn't do that? that oh! Was, I don't think so. Scoodly douche, stammering but, Dan. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Scoodly douche. We have an internet feud with Anyways, let's been popping off at RTX, kindoffunny.com slash RTX. And then rounding out the group, the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Mm. Mm. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah? How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you, sir. It's good to see you, too. I'm in good spirits. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table 
each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can toss us a few bucks and get every episode early along with exclusives and a bunch of cool perks and goodies. When are we going to make a, we should, we should, we got to make it. Scoops. We got, yeah, run yeah. that right there. Yeah, up here in the yeah, trapezoids? In, in, in that general area, yeah. Right here in the traps? That feels good. Yeah. I gotta get a massage. It's all that plane travel. It is all that plane travel. It's too much. You should have got a massage. massage on last week. No, he couldn't, he couldn't though. He's not yeah. one of us. He wasn't we, a feature creator. We like got us. him in. What's that we, feature creator from VidCon? We got that, him in. First off, I actually looked to find out where the yeah. massage person was. Couldn't find it. Granted, just looked for five seconds as we were passing the little guide. Still looked. Didn't, I don't know. I think they were lying to you. I don't think that no, person was No, we were on there. the floor. It was one of those weird I know. rooms. We I were kept in. looking in. No masseuse. If you one. have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where we break the show up topic by topic off. day by day until it posts one big video in MP3 the following Friday on youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the globe. Nicholas. Yes. You get to begin today. And oh. there's so much to talk about. It's enjoyable. Uh, we were at VidCon. We decided we to were. take a little bit of a break. Went over to some place called Downtown Disney, which happens to have one of those AMC theaters. Uh huh. Theater. The theaters. Uh, and despite me uh, wanting to see Mrs. Perigrew's uh, Home for Strange Children or whatever that movie is, it's not out yet. We decided to go see <laughs> Independence Day two. Yeah. How? I want to hear how. Oh, in three D. Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh, that was a key. Oh it was no! The only it it couldn't have gotten any worse than it, it was, was the 3D. only option. Honestly, on this one, this is one of those films where I actually enjoyed the three D. Because the acting was so bad. It was so bad. So you just needed something? No, to give it was, it I mean, I, 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 was, I was looking for, that's a good one. That was a very good one. Uh, I was looking forward to it. I actually wanted to see what they would do in this because this is a spectacle film, right? Like I, I wasn't expecting it to be good, luckily, because uh, unfortunately it was not that good. Now you can say that, mm-hmm. but when we came up with this plan, we were all excited. We killed a panel, destroyed yeah. a panel. Crushed Probably it. one of our best panels of all time. Can Folks you please tell it. Colin about that panel? I feel like he would enjoy it. I feel like the people would like to hear the story because they'll never see it because it wasn't recorded. Sure. I had an awesome panel where it was just me. Mm-hmm. It turned out the day before oh, we sure discovered it was that. just going to be me. And then, the, But I got there, standing room only room, and then somebody tweeted, Tim tweeted a photo, and somebody tweeted back, it's just a more organized meet and greet. Yeah. So that was great. But my favorite thing was that it was kind of an honor that it was just you. It's not that other right. people didn't show up. Like right. no, you no, were no. chosen to give your own panel. Nick wasn't aware Thank you, of Hank this. Green. So Nick walks into the panel 10 minutes late with his Starbucks, <laughs> walks in and just goes and sits next to Greg after Greg had just been like killing it with his like impassioned speech. That's fucking awesome. The only way Nick knows how and it was awesome. I was always planning to bring Tim up. I didn't think Nick would get out of bed for it. So then news came up afterwards and we did it that yeah, way. Yeah, it was great. It was it, a kind we, of we funny panel. It, exactly it, was, it was definitely So then of awesome. course we went and celebrated at Portillo's as you do. Mm-hmm. And then decided to go see Independence Day, and everybody in the van was super excited. We all were. At, nobody was saying it's going to be bad. Nobody, no one expected this to be the horrible torpedo it was to our fun. Now, I had again to preface: we all had a lot of fun watching this movie. It's a fun movie, but you okay over there? You need? Do you need to do anything else? No, zero difference. It's okay. Thank God you made a big scene and interrupted. (laughs) Thank God. God damn. (laughs) Ah, Boom, boom, boom. I'm Kevin. Kevin, you're. Oh, I interrupted him saying Independence Day. You're getting too big for your. You're getting too big big for your britches. Look, we were excited for Independence Day. Kevin, smash. Uh, I I, I, I thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed the experience. I'm not sad that we went and saw it. It was. It was up until the point where I'm sitting there watching this, 
and you were sitting next to me and you turned to me like and you were like 15 minutes in 20 minutes in yeah it was a good 30 minutes in like we you you would you would, I, I could i could feel you seething yeah and you were doing the laugh where you were like you know you cock your head a little bit and you smile and you're about to just shred shred something and rip it apart you were doing that for about 10 minutes in but you waited till about 30 minutes in Right until the point where um, we're going to spoil Independence Day research. Yeah, by the entirely. way, oh, yeah, this is going to be huge. Full spoiler. spoilers. I think it was. Um, God, it was right around the time when uh, uh, they introduced the eighty seventh character. Well, they introduced a lot of characters, but I, I think it was the when they introduced Data that you were like, "This is a bad movie, isn't it?" You said that out loud to me, and I'm like, "Fuck, he's right." Yeah, this is not. This is not one of those enjoyable, could have been better movies. This is a straight old fashioned bad bad movie and it's one that of those you fun. say you don't regret it or any of these things i do i wish i'd never seen it. i just wish i lived oh my God. i just it's wish i so funny i liked so, it so i liked independence day one i expected it to be worse yeah. than independence day one but not bad oh I, my God. I, I thought it was gonna be better than i thought i thought it had a potential i think i told maybe kevin this that i think the potential of the movie was no that i thought it was gonna be no worse than bad and no better than good so like somewhere not in like the fantastic or great echelon, but certainly not in the abysmal. Sure. Like Independence Day Resurgence is one of the very worst movies I have ever seen. Oh my god! Like I and, and it's so much. and it is so it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It like there's literally no reason that ninety percent of the characters are in it. Absolutely. They like and the, the thing that pains me the most, Tim, because I really do think the original Independence Day is an authentically great movie. Like I really it's do. Great. I think it's an authentically good. Yeah, movie. Authentically I think it's like, I think, okay to good. I'm, I'm it's on give, the same I'm page give, as Bad Boys and Armageddon for like. I'll never forget Armageddon's good. great too. I think leaving Independence Day, me and Matt Noel, we were young, impressionable, whatever, junior high students, right? Somewhere in there before Independence Day came out in '96. So yeah, okay, so getting ready for high school, but not there yet, but getting close to it. And I remember leaving Stratford Square Cinema and looking up at the stars and be like, that was awesome. That movie was awesome. Yeah. Well, and talking about all this and, crazy shit. And I really don't think, I mean, this is the thing is I really don't think it's because we're kids. So we were kids when it came out because I've seen that movie many times since. And Aaron and I sat down, I rented it on Amazon. I'm like, let's watch it the night before. Right. Mm-hmm. We ended up going to Alamo theater with uh, Jared Petty and his wife. Oh, lovely. Angie. And uh, Aaron's cousin, Kate. And that was the, my big takeaway, by the way, is I've never been to Alamo draft house. I'm never going to see a movie anywhere else in my life. That place is but, amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, the unfortunate thing, it's in the mission. <laughs> all right. So, uh, <laughs> So so I saw them I saw the movie and um when I went in I was like I really feel like this is not going to be great but it's not going to squander what I think is Independence Day's cleverness and I think that that's one of the things that's really right. over overlooked and this is one of the things I was explaining when we watched the movie the night before was that the tie in between Ro- the Roswell cl- crash and Independence Day is super clever and that whole arc is something that like is not explored like entirely in the movie. Like they do go to Area Fifty One and they do find the crash craft and the mm-hmm. and the um the exosuits of the aliens and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. But the idea that they sent a scout ship indicates that in the forties and don't get there till the nineties indicates that there's massive amounts of time wasted in between. Right. Them. They also abduct the one dude, the pilot or whatever, ten years before, and so on. so they're here and they're fucking around, right? Right. And I'm like, cool. There's a there's a mythos with these aliens, and we're gonna learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I thought this movie was gonna be. I was like. What is their motivation? They insinuate in the original Independence Day their motivation is that, that they're locusts. Yeah, but they make a point of saying that they are biologically identical to us. They breathe oxygen. They drink water. They have similar uh, thresholds to ice and cold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Carbon. What it seems like they're carbon based. So what it seems like to me in the original one, what they insinuate completely. And I don't know how anyone can dispute this is that they're here to take the planet over. Right. Right. In Independence Day Resurgence. They're there to extract the magma from the Earth's core. That's what they're there to do. Why would they do that? It, what it do they possibly? Their ship it doesn't make any sense. They have an ecosystem have, on their ship. 
I'm not but arguing in favor. They can't t find rocks and like iron and stuff somewhere else in space and superheat it. They can make these ships that are 3,000 miles in diameter. They got beef with us now, Colin. It's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. But, but, but that doesn't. They told you they'd be back and they're back. I kept saying that, that's not in the movie. So <laughs> it was not, not that we're back, but he's like, we always need to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <Another> back. <laughs> but so I don't mean to go on a diatribe here, but what I really think that Independence Day Resurgence really squandered was not so much. It was nonsense. Like the movie had no plot. It made no sense. The movie was fucking terrible. It was just categorically a terrible movie, but categorically, Tim, I, I, but it was bad. But I think what they really ruined was the potential to like really get deeper into like why the aliens are there and like why they're going through all of this trouble. Right. Because it doesn't like I know it's like just a silly sci-fi movie, but they could have made it more serious. And the thing I was talking about with Colin and Greg live yesterday was it since they were they're clearly trying to make this into a trilogy and they end you know spoilers they end it in a way where they want to make a third movie. I hope they never get. A I was going to say I, I really never, hope, ever ever I really ever get hope a the box office returns and just the critics and everybody steps in their fucking throat is like no you what, had your chance you fucked it up. What they should have done is like really strung it out in a more clever way. I think I think there was a few really nice moments in the movie that they could have like done done more with the fact that all the guys that had direct contact with with the with the uh the alien hive mind for instance in the original one were part of it like are all part of it and it's yeah. cool and they all like wake up to it right that's cool and i love i love the idea of that we have a prison of aliens that we've captured and they all start going fucking crazy mm -hmm. right and everyone like doesn't know why i'm like it could have had more of a horror vibe in fact i was telling greg like it would have been cool if in the entire movie you never see the aliens come right like it's just like it's like like all the things that they're planning they're doing and and that it would have been cool to have flash forwards from 96 and flashbacks from now about all the things that happened and all the clues that happened about how they're coming back and how they're staging another attack and all that kind of stuff. And then at the very end of the movie, they could have attacked. And and then the third movie could have been about how we how we deal with them or whatever. Right. We have to take the fight to them, Colin. Well, now we're going to go to their home planet, it sounds like. And that's and that's. With our with our planet of refugee aliens, dude. And I crazy can't I shit. can't begin to tell you all the problems this movie had, just from a, a lore standpoint, a story standpoint. So I can never get past any of those things. Like for instance, we it took a, we had the Roswell ship since the forties. We never reverse engineered much of anything out of it except for like random things that they talk about, right? right. Then in twenty years since then, when a third of the Earth's population is destroyed, capital cities are gone, governments are in disarray. They somehow rebuild everything. In 20 years, there's no civil wars or revolutions happening everywhere. Everyone's in peace. We have all of these. They're united against the aliens. We have all of this they new technology that they harness. In, a moon base, except in in except in one area in Africa where there are tribal lords, warlords, who can somehow manage to keep all of the rest of the world out, away from the drilling away apparatus. From, we didn't even know there was a drilling this apparatus there. That is a drilling apparatus. That is the only thing that has landed and not been destroyed. Kevin has Kevin's got everybody cool down. Kevin's got something to interject. Get on your microphone. Lay it on to us, Kev. On, don't Poppy. do the thing let's, yet. Let's, what do you got for us? Put our pants back on. I just want to say, don't forget that those warlords were fighting the aliens for many years. With swords. They knew how to take them down. One-on-one. from behind. That's another... Completely and totally ridiculous that, concept, right? If that, there were still oh. aliens on the planet working out of a ship, wouldn't the entire world be like, "Hey, we'll come to your aid because these aliens just fucked us up"? They didn't want it. They're very proud. They're yeah, a proud the people. Is like, nah, we got this. This isn't a uh, uh, Uganda or wherever. Uh, what is it? Um, is that Black Panther's place where like no one can actually come in because there's a fucking force field around it? Okay. This is a, a tribal lord in the middle mm -hmm. of Africa, <laughs> and we have spaceships that can fly across the world. Like we would have been like, "Yo, we're gonna come." Like mm -hmm. you're not. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a tribal leader or not. 
this is a giant spaceship. We're going to come and we're going to help you out with this. Yeah, definitely um, China would have came to help for sure. Oh, for sure China needed, would have come to they help. They needed China's money. Because China's awesome, according to this movie. And yeah. China could do no wrong, I love. I loved that. I loved, I loved that. The, and that's fine. But the inclusion of, I mean, it makes sense. It's fine. It makes sense. But I. But but the reason why it's happening is annoying. And it's happening more and more in films. And they these, lo- chi- the Chinese movie market loves Chinese big movie budget market loves, explosions. But they also are funding most of our movies now. Yeah. So well, I, I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, where the whole thing is like happening in and Transformers: Age of Extinction. Right, that was the one that, where I remember that being the big deal. Like, oh, it's gonna make all this money back in China. China loves disaster films. And then when you went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, in the opening is like three companies that have like China or Chinese in their title. Right, like, all right. And these are all this. This is this is an unfortunate kind of reality where the film business is headed. Right, especially for these two to three hundred million dollar blockbusters, is that they just they're going outside of the United States to find money, and more often than not. They're going to China and these films are starting to they're starting to hint at being Chinese propaganda, right? They're starting to be like you can't disparage China if you're taking all of the money from China. And as we all know, China's not exactly a perfect country, right? Well, that's what happened with I mean, that's what happened with Red Dawn. The that's remake exactly of Red, Dawn. Red Dawn. They, they literally went into Red Dawn and removed all of the Chinese they flags to, and China, made the North Korean flags. That, that was a, a little bit of a different story. China, China wasn't uh, funding it. They just said they wouldn't release it in their country. And they're such a yeah, big but, part of but that was like, right, But well, that was ridiculous because that was similar to home fraud. That ruined the whole plot. The exactly. plot would have been great if it was China. Just yeah. like the original Red Dawn made sense because it was the Soviet Union. So, anyway, so I n- again, not that a uh, uh, any sort of. Uh, uh, political stance has to has to take place in a three hundred dollar uh, movie about aliens attacking the earth. I'm totally fine. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to disparage China or any Chinese people. It's fine that they painted them in a positive light, and it's cool that even the, the concept wo- even was, the woman that wanted you to take it, your pants out all the way. Oh, not disparaging her. Well, she can, she can go fuck herself. Okay. Um, but you know what I mean. It's just a little weird that we're seeing this more and more now, and it's kind of starting to stick out like a sore thumb to me because it's so obvious the reason why they're, you know, there's not one there's you know. Unfortunately, in the plot, there didn't need to be any criticisms, but they're like China is the bomb.com. Everyone should go to China. Like, I don't know. I just I just felt that maybe that's maybe that's some sort of weird American racism. I, I think it's weird American racism. I, well, I actually feel like it was an overcompensation <laughs> from from criticisms of the original, which is that the United States basically dealt with it by themselves. Now, now we like, have the global well, tribunal of everyone. Right. So it's like I do think that was a response to that. But I do. I just think I, I so like because that was a common thing. And that's a common theme is that like the U.S. is like all about like independent. But I don't also think there's anything wrong with that. It's an American movie. You know, like, it's okay if we celebrate ourselves in these silly movies. It's our movie. Oh, you no, know? I don't. So, like, no, so I'm saying that about the original Independence Day, but that was a, that is also a reaction to that, I think. I don't know. I just think the movie was, it was offensively bad. Like, that was the thing. It's like, I'm like, the independent, the original Independence Day is a well-remembered movie. Like, people can talk about however they want, but that movie is, like, it's not a critical darling by any, by any stretch of imagination. People like that movie. And I think, yeah, yeah, I fucking like- loved that movie when I saw it. And every time I see it, I'm like, I, I find new things in it. I'm like, I think this movie's still great. Like, you know, I, 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 I the, the plot's interesting. It's silly. It's 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 good oh, for yeah. kids. It's Tim, good for adults. Why are we wrong? You're wrong just because I don't know what the hell you expected. I think that I'm not saying this is a good movie. I think that I am totally impressed that it was as good as it even is at being a sequel to a movie that's 20 years old that was good at best back then. You didn't by, live through. You don't know taking, what it was like. I, well, I watched that movie in theaters you were with only Kevin. Six years old. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. Out. Seeing the the um. Everything get blown up and shit. I was like, holy fucking shit. Which yeah, this movie totally didn't even do, which sucked. But this movie did. <laughs> and that's all on purpose, though. Like, that's all just like it knows how stupid it is that we're going to show it. And just the American flags just going to kind Ding. of like fall down. Sure. What? Because we have a ship the span of the ocean. They're going to oh make God. dumbass jokes about the, the oh, man, I guess that they, they like monuments. They got a thing it's for like, landmarks. The first and- movie. 
blows up the fucking White House right. like a boss. This one movie. of the most famous scenes in, in movie and, history, I would say. And then and they rebuilt awesome. it brick by brick. But that's because that was that was the '90s. That was when that was new and fresh and cool. And there was something special about that. It was a special movie. This is not a special movie. This is True. another blockbuster movie in 2016 that is the CG fest number what. 1092 sure. of this generation of movies. So it's like, all right, whatever. There's no wow factor in that. There's no wow factor in seeing aliens come to, to Earth like they did Earth. Earth. Like they did Welcome back then. Earth. You take Will Smith out of it. Oh, you take you take all of the things that give it any chance of actually being good. What are you left with? And I'm happy that we got this. We got a thing that's like, all right, all the characters from the first one that we can get are going to be in it. We're going to start the movie with the aliens watching a fucking stream of the speech. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're going to make stupid references to the like monuments and stuff. We're going to have so many characters for no fucking reason. Nobody watches that movie and is like, this plot makes sense. This plot is good, whatever. They didn't give a fuck. We got that love scene between um, the guy that was fucking crazy and his like doctor guy. Yeah. Thank you. That. Thank you. That scene to me you mean, you made mean, this you movie mean main character number one. Doctor side, Oaken, the side, uh, side character or sidekick number one. Everyone had a fucking sidekick. Everyone. And Mike, it was awesome. I have a question Why? for Colin as somebody who watched it the night before. I don't remember. Is the doctor who first off died in Independence Day, but is now just yeah, in a coma or whatever? Yeah. Totally yeah. Died. yeah he did totally we? Died did you remember his uh, second? <laughs> his second in command man there? Like being no, in I, I really don't remember that. Okay. But I like that it was like this whole thing. I wanted I, them to go the full thing and kiss at the end. They didn't. They I was did like, it. that was kind of half. I, I, I feel like, yeah, Oaken actually like one of the better touchstones to the original movie, I think, in, in, in sure. Resurgence. Just like because he clearly dies in the first one. But yeah, don't doesn't he like then they, they take, the, alien, they take yeah. the thing off his neck and his eyes are wide open. Yeah. And he's like, well, but I guess he's unconscious. Dukes in a coma. Uh, so uh, <laughs> as the Chad show movie was rewritten. Now you, want, you want to talk about sidekicks, though, that fucking suck this bean counter, bitch. That had, well, fucking shows up and he's fo- following Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. trying to and he gets out and then oh. he gets thrown into it and then he ma- he befriends Machete Man. <laughs> it's just Why? like, what is you going? have the heart uh-huh. of a warrior? Oh my god! <laughs> First off, Tim, to address your earlier point, yeah, yes, the original Independence Day was not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a very endearing movie that everyone loved back in the day and it was a sign of the times, right? It's held in the same regard as Bad Boys and Armageddon and all these other movies that were really, really, really fun. They, despite themselves, had something to them. Blockbuster popcorn mm-hmm. films, right? And, and you you're expected right. what fraction of that from this movie? Well, I expected the whole thing. I expected it a little bit because you still have a, some of the original cast returning, most notably Jeff Goldblum, who was usually awesome and everything, but is was, becoming Adam West. He was. This was a full-on Adam West impression the whole time. Well, and I feel like it's because the story again tried to do way too much. It had way too many characters, way too many stories. Um, I liked Bill Pullman in it. I liked his character. Yeah, actually, I liked yeah, that concept. Yeah, I liked that Jeff Goldblum was like the director of this initiative, but still fighting some of the politics of the time. I thought that was cool. Um, what I, I actually liked Liam Hemsworth. I thought he was one of the better characters in the whole thing until nice. he was like, nice. Like, pull the I can't, where is that gift? That gift has to exist on the already. Pull the fucking point nice. break Bill and Ted's adventure on the, I mean, that, and that, I guess that's my main part is a, there were way too many characters going on. B the story, the story itself was a direct ripoff from the first one. So much so that they even say, hey, this worked last time. Let's do it again this time. They're all on ham radios and it's like literally shot for shot yeah. when they got the last speech from the we president. Have like, speech, but it's like he just wrote that like real quick. It's like, Bill, did you go back to your hotel and write the speech? Like I told <laughs> no, you see, to I, I moved the other way where it's like I give this movie credit that it wasn't just the exact same movie again. Granted, there was elements. Sure, that's going to happen. It's a, a very, very similar premise overall. Right. But I thought that I expected it to end with them going to space and, you know, finding the ship see, and all that shit. Yeah, what I thought 
there was, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the bad elements, then let me talk about the good ones. So, so ultimately, the, it was too, way too many characters, and none of the characters, you, you didn't actually care about any of the characters, not the least of which, that fucking sidekick character to Liam Hemsworth, oh, who yeah. was... You're my brother, bro. It's oh, probably Don't an amazing voice me. actor for child cartoons, mm-hmm. but doesn't really work well when you're trying to build tension or yeah. drama, right? Bill Pullman's daughter, though. Uh, she's awesome. Big fan of she her. She was great. Just in general. Um, I didn't particularly care for the, the kid who plays the younger Will Smith, uh, Will Smith's son. I didn't care about him. <laughs> Will Smith's painting, though? That was the awesome. The big picture of him? Where it's Are literally just in the White House. That yeah. alone makes this movie not terrible. Right. That alone, um, it's like, this is a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. But they did that. They right. committed as much as they could. Oh, they did something. What? So I, I just think it was biting off way too much more than they can chew. To Colin's earlier point, they had some really cool setup, right? The idea that there's another, like when the first ship popped out and they said, uh uh-uh, no, don't attack them. This doesn't look like their architecture. This might be a brand new species. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's shit. fucking really? cool. Yeah, if yeah. That, that's I lame like, as fuck. I'm just glad they didn't go the predictable route of them them later betraying them and them actually being the bad guy because that would have just been too fucking much. Too. But they didn't because they forgot about it because they had eight riders and they're see, just I like, thought, I bet you that was the plot somewhere. They did have eight riders. <laughs> I thought that I'm um, guaranteed it was. I'd love to read the drafts of that movie as it started, as it went from being like a legit sequel to whatever. That never, there was never up. a legit sequel. That's why I promise you. I mean, it probably got better actually as they wrote. Um, I mean, I'd love to see the scripts from the '90s. I mean, this, they've been trying to make a, a like ID forever or whatever for ever, forever. forever. Since like I remember they were talking about like '97, '98. I bet you there are scripts from the '90s. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising. Are, well, it's, the problem is I think Will Smith blew up after that movie, so it was like probably impossible to, to get him in it. But he got to make Wild West. Yeah. Oh god, that movie. Um, but I loved some of the concepts they were playing with. Right. I like that this has been. This is one of those. Um, uh, species that is like plaguing the rest of the universe similar to like you know uh, so it, it reminded me of something out of Invincible right where you've got like the sure. the other species that can't be beat and everyone has to rally around them in a last ditch effort to sort of beat to, to, to try to uh, put up a front um, so I think that's really really cool it's just they they tried to make you care about these characters that were paper thin the plot itself at the end was a, I mean it was like scene for scene fucking alien uh, alien versus predator where like the big mother alien was like running around with chains wrapped around, you know, it's like what was the After point of that? School bus full of kids. Shout out to Judd Hirsch. <laughs> yeah, so, what the fuck? And then Jeff Goldblum's dad, whatever his name is, my David. <laughs> I want you kids to stay with me. Yeah, what? That was, I think it'd be a good I idea if you live with me for like, like, Yeah, yeah we'll do it for a while. What the fuck is happening? They're orphans now. I, I so uh, all right. They just like that's the thing about this is they just it's it was a good opportunity to make Independence Day great. You know, like I just I make Independence Day great again. But I think in the original, what I liked so much about it was it was silly and absurd. But all the characters were in it to win it. All the actors at least acted like these were serious circumstances. Go faster. You know, we have that great line, which is a callback from Jurassic Park. We've mm-hmm. got like Will Smith and, and Jeff Goldblum have this great chemistry. And when they're on the ship together, even though it's fucking they do absurd have great chemistry. that they're like USB hacking into a fucking yeah, alien spaceship with an Apple laptop, Apple laptop <laughs> they you still believe other. it, right? Because there's still a fucking tension. And when that door starts to close, you want him to get out of there because you fucking care about those characters. In this one, he's like, are we going to wait for the dog? I guess we're waiting for the dog. As a fucking giant alien is running toward them, and I'm like, don't get me started. Don't get me started on the dog. Don't get me started on the whole hive mind thing either, because like they really like went to the uh, 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 the nth degree with that bullshit. The aliens, right? The normal aliens, and that, this is one of the cool things I really fucking loved about Independence Day was that they're in bio suits. They are fucking little pieces of shit, right? You know, and I loved that. I was like, this is so cool. They're so because evolution suggests that as you become hyper intelligent, your head gets huge, your body, your body becomes weaker smaller, because sure. you don't need to use it. 
anymore. Right. And so I love that they have these intimidating looking fucking crazy exoskeletons that they wear. And inside they're just they're still scary looking, but they're a little piece of shit. You fucking kill them in two seconds. That's the way they wear those suits. Right. Their queen is like a monster that from even, a fucking even God when, of War game. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm like, why? Why is she even here? Why are they exposing her like this? Like it that doesn't is, make any. It doesn't make, make any, any fucking sense. sense. And that was my biggest like. The, the first act was good. The second it. act of the film was when Greg turned to me and said, "This is a bad movie." And then by the third act, I was like, "This is doesn't is just breaks with logic so far." Like what? She has literally thousands of drones that could have attacked this base. We see them. Why did she need to take her ship out? And put it in the middle of the fucking desert exposed. Because she had to get no that sense. ball, man. She so, had that IFR signature. And all, But all the ball was was like, go to this planet. Like, it wasn't even a bomb. That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the weapon that would kill this alien ship. And that the whole time they had to chase after the ball, which was some MacGuffin, right? And they figure out, like, I thought what they were going to do was they had to bring all these people together that would had, had, had contact with the aliens to one common place to activate this one big fucking weapon that would destroy the ship, right? And then tell them that they had to go forward. And fight the rest of the aliens on their home turf, right? But instead, it was just an iPad. Like all it was was just a, a little like a recording that was like, thing. "Sorry, I can't really help you guys." I mean, I guess you could kill, you could try killing the high, like the, the the mothership, like you did last time. I guess. Oh, and by the way, if you manage to survive this, why don't you go to a fucking random planet? You haven't mastered interstellar travel by any stretch of the imagination. They're about to. But though. go ahead. Yeah. Why not? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's 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 quite the war. It's incredible. See, this is where the plot falls apart in its in its essence, right? If they just left it alone in the original Independence Day, they were clearly there to take the planet. Right. They were, they were clearly us there all, to take enslave it us and all take it. and take the planet. And right. Exactly. Just take the planet. But That's instead, what they were going to use up the instead, resources, right? They want to come to a planet yeah. that has a molten core, a molten lava core, whatever it is. Uh, of which there are probably way more in the, the universe. That's the whole thing. That's what I was talking about with Kevin. Is that like it's not rare to find a fucking planet with molten cores? They have to come all the way to Earth. To do that? They now, have a now, No, 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 no. Now, now, see, this is where the plot could have been. Now like, it would have been cool if they were like, if the aliens were like, or they figured it out in some way. Like, the aliens do go from planet to planet like locusts. They take everything they need sure. and they go to the next planet. Didn't know that they needed the core to, hi- to, to fuel their fucking hyperdrives or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. But okay. It would have been cool if they were, if the aliens actually like snapped and were like, We've never been beaten by anyone. We're coming back that's, simply to fuck you up. We don't care about anything about right. this planet. We're here to destroy your planet. And we created this new device that's going to drill into the, like, whatever. That would have actually made ten times more sense. See, so I feel like that's what they were trying to elude to, but they just didn't do it. Like, to Kevin's point earlier, it was a, you see, they're watching themselves be beat for the first time. We can't let this stand because if we do, this one civilization might be able to rally the rest of them and beat us. Let's go fuck them up. That's what I got from that. But if you're going to do that, the introduction of the... Because everything always has to be world-threatening, right? So the introduction of this world machine that burrows into the core and destroys the Earth, it's like, well, why? okay, great. Why don't you just fucking do that? Like, do, you don't have a better weapon that can just do that real quick? It has to be like, it's always like countdown and life and the world has to be. Yeah, and, like he's, and I, like, I like how he's like, it's the same pattern. Like like the pat like the the pattern that was counting down in the original one for all the mothership or, or for all the disparate parts of the mothership or yeah. whatever. I'm like, it's the same pattern. Are you fuck like they're back and they're doing the same thing? Like, don't they learn anything at all? I don't know. And wouldn't have been way more interesting if they weren't this, like, hive mind of fucking ants, basically, too? They're so fucking intelligent. They built they built a ship 3,000 miles in diameter. Right. That means they had to build it in orbit around their home planet or somewhere else with all this crazy technology and all that kind of stuff. And they don't know how to get fucking molten lava no, to that, fuel whatever they need. Like, it they don't realize sense. that the one, if one thing on this ship dies... Everything else can't function. Bring her with us. Bring, you know what, guys? Bring her with She's us. She's got it. Everyone have a fu- everyone sit back, have a fresca, and just relax, because Mama Aliens got this one covered. Sometimes you you're not a giving final enough boss. credit. You're not giving enough credit to Will Smith's Kid? son. 
What about Vivica Fox? And she watching. saved that baby. Who's and the doctor now? Who you just know? was, and then w- w- the son just got to hover <laughs> there and watch like, it. She was a stripper. Yeah, she was a stripper. The other one. <laughs> hey, she had she had dreams. Things Strippers happen. have dreams. Twenty alien technology, Colin. You're missing the I alien know, technology. She, they, they, they injected her with alien uh, splice with alien genes. The emotion that he showed when his mom died. That he no! knew. Moms. If that ain't acting, I don't know what is. That wasn't acting. Independence Day. Research. I, I don't think I that can't was say anything in the movie was acting. Jeff Goldblum I, played Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, yeah. I mean, Jeff Goldblum played Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I don't even think he tried to be, you know what I mean? He was like, it's like he saw himself on a TV and was like, I should be more like that guy. And so I'm going to be more like that guy. Um, it's just, it's sad because I think there's a lot of things that go into this, but like for Jeff Goldblum specifically, I mean, he's just, he's just too, he's just too successful, right? Like he doesn't need to fucking try hard anymore i guess i don't know i mean his character was always weird so it's uh, you know i mean this is the same thing where it's just you know he he was a cable repair man that then got to go do this was he, he no was remember, that really was his dad that was man. what his dad did that was oh, a joke okay. that was a judd hirsch judd hirsch nails it though totally worthless plot line but i love him useless wish he was my grandfather no reason for him to be in the film that's my David. whatsoever almost die I'm on a boat. There's a big thing. No this looks like the and that's the so many of those. Pe- everyone should be dead from that. No time reason away. for the uh, the the sidekick of Liam Hemsworth and the Chinese girl to be in the film whatsoever. Uh, for the Chinese is why the Chinese the guys in the boat, true. other than to disturb the Chinese population. The guys, guys, in, the boat, the first the guys in the boat the who were monitoring the situation from their fishing rafts <laughs> didn't need those guys in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> they were there, useless. They could have literally been like, like another perfect example. What? fucking piece of technology does this fishing raft have that allows them to monitor what's drilling into the earth's now, fucking core. They, they were, were there looking. as treasure hunters, but I don't think the, they had... They had a f- planet, and it was the drill was going into... Like, that was on their screen. It was a planet, and they were looking at the layers of the crust as the drill was going down. What fucking computer... Did, why do they need that piece of With equipment? With an accurate t- countdown, countdown clock. Countdown, how quickly it's going to hit when it hits the word that's Completely, completely ridiculous, and that was that was ridiculous. I really, I honestly feel like they put that one that team in there just for the one line where he's like, "Tell him we'll do it for a hundred million dollars," and he goes, "They said yes," and it was like, "Oh, let's scramble and not be drunk." Yeah, but that was completely useless. So I could have cut that shit all the way out. Yeah, could have cut out the part where they could have uh, cut out the whole movie. Uh, uh, Judd Hurst is Judge Hur- Judd Hurst. Yeah, Hirsch. Uh, surfs a fucking tidal wave with this planet-sized device that is so strong, it's so big, it has its own gravity. And all it does is suck up some of the landmarks and they all come down. I don't know how they came down because the thing still has its own gravity because it's so big. They turn it off. Oh, what comes up must come down. Yeah. Uh, 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 they always go for the landmarks. Um, yeah, I guess they turned off the gravity in their ship, even though when they went onto the ship, I guess, whatever, it was effective ours. But they um, still need, they can turn the gravity on and off, but they they need our molten core. Yeah, they got to have the molten core. <laughs> they figured out, they've mastered they mastered interstellar gravity, travel. travel, but they got to get that molten core. And they core. can't find a planet closer to their home system than now, Earth. Colin, as the expert again. Did you see any call outs to Randy Quaid's character in there? Was it like they talked about like Memorial Hospitals and things like that? I can't remember what his, his Randy name was. Randy Quaid Memorial Hospital. <laughs> I can't remember what his character's name was. I don't remember his character's name. Okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, I watched the first one. I, I mean, I've seen that movie so many times where I just take it for granted, kind of. Where I'm like, yeah, this is what happens in the movie, and it's great. They just. I wish this movie they never just happened. Made a shit. Exactly. I wish, I wish in ten years we were still like, man, where's that Independence Day sequel? Yes, hundred percent. We That's wanted it. It took forever. We got it. Gotta be careful what you ask for. And it ruined the legacy of Independence Day. Oh my thing. god. That's Tim, you don't you understand. You guys are hilarious. You don't understand, Tim. That's the big thing. I really you agree don't with understand. You. That's what I don't understand. I don't know what you thought. I, don't I thought that a great movie was getting a great sequel. <laughs> my god. My god, Greg. My god. No. Oh, and they had that guy. He's dead, right? 
But that was like him computer generated into the thing. Was he? Is that guy dead? I don't know, oh, man. Really? I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Died. You mean the my, general? My yeah. The Charles, like, Charles, you gotta get in the thing and do the thing. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> that is the worst impression of that actor. I'm sorry. I tried, guys, for a second. My God. No, I can't do it. I can't do that. My God. Who's dead? The general? Fill for me while I figure it out. Um... I don't know. I, it's I'm just, trying to think of another movie he was in. He, you you know what I'm talking. You, you know, you'll know him when you see him. He's the, he's always the general or the coach in every movie. Was that the guy that had like he played? Out? Yeah, yeah. He was sitting there he in his, play, he his played old the, man. He played the, uh, the the coach of the offensive line in uh, Robert Necessary Lush. Roughness. Yeah, Robert. Lush. Robert Lush. Is that is that, yeah. is that that's yeah. it? Yeah, was he a Necessary Roughness? That I get died that right? December fourth, twenty fifteen. So he would probably that probably was him. You and think may so? Have been his last movie. Yeah, I mean, they probably filmed it. It's like, to do I was watching that. I'm like, I think he's dead. And then I looked at his face, and I'm like, that face looks pasted onto a body. So Did yeah, I don't. Know. My name's Robert Loja. That's from what family? L O G. Bill Pullman coming out shaved. That was awesome. It was fucking epic. That was that was a great moment. That was a great moment. What I wanted. The thing is, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Like I'm like, if you're gonna go here, okay. If you're gonna go here, you're gonna you're gonna put Bill Pullman back in the movie as the president. Kill off the other president, as they did, and and just be like, no, I'm not going to take this. Well, William Fitchner should have been like, no, I don't deserve this. He's our president. He's right our now. president. And Everyone. then have him president. come lead. And have him with that badass beard to him be like, all right, cool. Not, I'm going to get in a plane and fly into this ship to destroy it. Another useless plot line that actually didn't do anything. Yeah. Everyone was really eager to commit suicide in this one. Yeah. That was the thing one. is like the life and death didn't matter. And it's to your point where you're talking about how in the original Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith flying out and the doors closing you're like oh my god I hope they make it. And this one when they were all flying out Liam Hemsworth the I Chinese wanted, woman I was just like I They get out and they, the other orphan well. boy Liam Hemsworth's friends like everyone, everyone's an orphan. It's just like yeah, we got him. Like, I'm like, I don't care about it. The, the, the thing about the president dying, the the female president dying, that was cool. Is, is another cool scene that could have been way cooler if right. in my version of the movie, which is like, first of all, I, I think that scene is cool where she's like, there will be no peace, and like they come and start like killing whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, little shout out to the first one, but uh, which was the entire movie. But uh, would have been cooler if that happened towards the end of the movie in my version of the movie where the aliens are starting to like use subterfuge and like starting to like kind of mm-hmm. plant everything. And they f- they they clearly know where like the leadership is. They kill the whole cabinet, they say. Mm-hmm. Right. So like like it would have been cool if like that's one of the ending scenes of my version of the second mo- uh, Independence Day, which is like, like where they actually start like sabotaging the leadership and start like really going crazy. And then like right. they, and then the ships like show up or whatever, because they're clearly what's so funny. I want to help co-write this scene with you. And they're like, they're here. They found us. And they'll be, how did they find us? And they cut around and there's one of the exoskeleton suits like all badly in a general's outfit and a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> there must be more loving inside. Well, fucking I, tentacles I, everywhere. I think it's Tim. <laughs> fucking Octodad. That'd be amazing. That's a good He's been with them the whole movie but they never, like he's shown with the movie but they never say anything that'd about it. Hilar- that'd be fucking hilarious if they had balls to do that because everyone in the theater's like, is that, I'm not crazy. <laughs> He's like eight feet tall, <laughs> and they just make no reference. Mike, what do you think? <laughs> He's doing some kind of fucking psychic bullshit to them, so they do not notice. Interesting, Mike. Okay, I don't know. Let's take a point. I think we should let him in. An alien, an alien species so evolved they have biological exosuits. They evolved to have no vocal cords because they communicate telepathically. They build ships that are three thousand miles in diameter that can travel between the stars. They lose to the humans again. Yeah, again. Didn't learn anything from last time. That's our and how they lost is exactly the same as the time before. Colin, yeah. What's your topic? Uh, We've beaten on. the Independence Day horse to death. I can beat Again, it for hours. We could have gone on for thirty. So similar months. to Independence Day. So I was reading one of my favorite things to read about 
I like to read about astronomy. I like to read about space. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I revisited one of an old kind of favorite of mine, which is something called the Fermi Paradox. And I wanted to present this to you guys and then see what you think the solutions are to the Fermi Paradox. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Fermi Paradox, the idea of the Fermi Paradox, and I'm reading Wikipedia just to, to, um, to make it uh, easier or whatever. So the Fermi Paradox, named after Enrico Fermi, who's a... Fermi Lab, what up? Batavia, Illinois. Is the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence and high probability estimates, e.g. those given by the Drake Equation, which is another thing I'll talk about in a second, for the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations. The basic points of the argument made by physicists Enrico Fermi and Michael Hart are... There are billions of stars in the galaxy that are similar to the sun, and many of which are billions of years older than Earth. With high probability, some of these stars will have Earth-like planets, and if the Earth is typical, some might develop intelligent life. Some of these civilizations might develop interstellar travel, a step that Earth is now investigating. Even at the slow pace of currently envisioned interstellar travel, the Milky Way galaxy could be completely traversed in about a million years. According to this line of thinking, the Earth should have already been visited by extraterrestrial aliens. In an informal conversation, Fermi noted no convincing evidence of this, letting them ask, where is everybody? There have been many attempts to explain the Fermi paradox, primarily suggesting either that intelligent extraterrestrial life is extremely rare, or proposing reasons that such civilizations have not contacted or visited Earth. So they mentioned something called the Drake Equation. The Drake Equation is another thing where some, uh, uh, I think a Harvard mathematician tried to figure out the likelihood of how much intelligent life is in the galaxy mm. using like, and, and there's no re- way, way to have really a number, um, a real number basically because they're, some of the uh, factors that they have to use are just unknown. So the Drake equation, I'll just read it to you real quick. So you have, you have, um, can, I, can I take a guess as to what sure. the Drake equation is? Sure. If we all start from the bottom and work real hard, we can now be here. Right. That's oh, ex- man, you should be like, that's X. good. That's I'm, so, I'm so bad. I was trying to Google it fast enough, but there's that one Rihanna song where Drake has the equation for the square root of whatever. So the number of civilizations in our galaxy, which, which communication would be possible mm-hmm. is what equals the average rate of star formation times the fraction of those stars that have planets fra- times the average number of planets that can potentially support life times the fraction of planets that can support life that actually develop life times the fraction of planets with life that will go on to develop intelligent life times the fraction of civilizations that develop a technology that release detectable signs of their existence times the length of time for which civilizations release detectable signals into space. And er- people come up with numbers that Three. are anywhere from like one or less than one to a hundred thousand right in the galaxy. So there are some people that think like life is so rare that we like it is like like likely less than one less than one intelligent civilization per galaxy, which is billions of stars. Mm -hmm. So I tell you that to bring you back into um, into this thing here. So basically, you get the idea. The Fermi paradox is the idea that if alien life is so common as we so think, then why haven't they come and visited us? Right. Why wouldn't they be here? Certainly they would know we were here. So here are the. Here are the explanations, and I want you guys to tell me what you think the exp- if these explanations are good or bad, and what you think the explanation might be why we haven't been contacted with aliens. We're all equally laymen in this. None of us are physicists, so it doesn't matter. Kevin, are you a physicist? No, he's not. No, he's in a sugar coma from that whoopee, whoopee pie you gave him. I did give him whoopee pie. So I'll here's the, fr- and this is all from Wikipedia again, so you guys can go read about it if you want. So the first one is the rare earth hypothesis. And the rare earth hypothesis, by hypothesis, it says, those who think that intelligent extraterrestrial life is nearly impossible argue that the conditions needed for the evolution of life are rare or even unique to Earth. Under this assumption called the rare earth hypothesis, a rejection of the mediocrity principle, which basically says that Earth is not is not special. Complex multicellular life is regarded as exceedingly unusual. Um, so do you think that that's, that's a valid explanation? That, in other words, we might be the only intelligent species in the whole galaxy. I don't think so. No. It's run, dumb. Yeah, I was going to say, run through them all. Run through, because okay. then, then we'll okay. weigh in no, on what we All right, like. so no other intelligent species have arisen. In the galaxy. And we're talking about interstellar travel, not intergalactic travel, which is probably maybe impossible. But 
maybe a species. So you're talking about in the Milky Way, right? Okay. That's always. The, I mean, even in Mass Effect, for instance, which is like considered re- re- like real sci-fi or like grounded sci-fi, like they right. have no prayer for leaving the galaxy. That's why Andromeda is so big because they do go. Um, so no other intelligent species ever has arisen. It is possible that even complex life is common. Intelligence are, is not. While there are remote sensing techniques that could perhaps detect life-bearing planets without relying on the science of technology, none of them has any ability to tell if detected life is intelligent. This is sometimes referred to as the algae versus aluminate problem. So the, the idea of like algae versus metal, like you're using aluminum. <clears throat> intelligent, I think that's what it means. Intelligent alien species lack advanced technology. It may be that while alien species with intelligence exist, they are primitive or have not reached the level of technological advancement necessary to communicate. Mm-hmm. So like us? Well, we can communicate. Yeah, we're sending we radio signals. signals out in space. Oh, okay. We're not doing it intentionally, but they can. Well, the Olympics, that's, what con- right? that's what contact is all about. Yeah, I was going to say the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. The whatever. Carl, Se- yeah, Carl Sagan's contact is about how alien species fought, re- received the first television signals we send out, which is Hitler at the 1932 Berlin Games, and Bad they, and they, and they beam yeah, it. And they not beam, a good look. They don't have any idea what it is, but they beam it back with all this math encrypted in it, and that's mm. how and they that's how they communicate with. They us. put the Drake equation. By the way, contact is fucking awesome. Contact is awesome. The book's great and the movie's also great. Jodie Foster. Matthew McConaughey. It is the nature of intelligent life to destroy itself is another option. Mm. This is the argument that technological civilizations may usually or invariably destroy themselves before or shortly after developing radio or spaceflight technology. Um, It is the nature of intelligent life to destroy others. Another hypothesis is that an intelligent species at a certain point of technological capability will destroy other intelligent species as they appear. The idea that something or someone might be destroying intelligent life in the universe has been explored in the scientific literature. That's what Mass Effect's all about. Um, this is called the technological singularity. Uh, periodic extinction by natural events. So nothing gets evolves long enough before something cataclysmic happens, like what happened to the dinosaurs. Right. Inflation hypothesis in the youngness argument. Cosmologist Alan Guth proposed a multiverse solution to the Fermi paradox. This hypothesis uses the synchronous gauge probability distribution that young universes exceedingly outnumber older ones. Therefore, averaged over all universes, universes with civilizations will almost only have just one, the first to develop. So this is like a weird kind of metaphysical thing, assuming that we have multiple dimensions. Mm. Intelligent civilizations are too far apart in space or time. This is the one I think is the one, the reason, personally. Mm-hmm. It may be that non-colonizing technology capable alien, uh, technologically capable alien ex- civilizations exist but that they are simply too far apart for meaningful two-way communication. Mm. Um, it is too expensive to spread physically throughout the galaxy. So it's just not a practical thing to do. Right. So aliens might know we're here, but there is no reason for them to contact They're just us like, no, it's not worth it. Human beings have not existed long enough. This is another one I think is possible. Um, and this is a really big one. Because so, it says humanity's ability to detect, to detect intelligent life has existed for only a very brief period from 1937 onwards. So that's what you mentioned, the radio telescope, right? Which is, I think, one of the things that's huge. Humans are not listening properly. This is another thing that's possible, that the, the alien life is so different and distinct to us that we don't know that they're actually trying to get in contact with us, or they're, they're maybe even here. Mm. Civilizations broadcast detectable radio signals only for a brief period of time, which is what we've been doing. So they can only, it, they would have to be listening to our planet for the last 60 years to know we're here. So why wouldn't it be the other way around as well? Right. They tend to isolate themselves. I think this is another possible one. Um, and this goes into like virtual environments and all that kind of stuff about how like the aliens might be so advanced that this is all uh, simulation, which is something that um, uh, Elon Musk talks about. Mm. They are too alien. We simply don't know how to identify them at all. Right. Everyone is listening. No one is transmitting. So the idea, so the idea that everyone's listening for each other, but no one's actually trying to pulse out information about their own whereabouts, mostly because it's dangerous. 
Except for this us. is something Stephen Hawking. <laughs> except for us. Yeah, except we're for the us. only dipshits that do that. Well, we're not doing it intentionally. Though. Here's Hitler. We're doing it. We're doing it by the nature of our broadcast. But we're right. not. We're not beaming shit into space. And this is something that, that that has actually been talked about in the past. And people like Stephen Hawking often talk about how um, you don't want to let anyone know you're here. Yeah, it'd be a bad idea. We are sending out the get on the microphone. Come on, we bought the microphone for you. You lean back. You're half asleep. I told you I wanted one with a button. This is too hard. But yeah, you literally we, hit a button we, to turn it on. You know what I meant. Pretty soon we'll take his legs and just put wheels in. Oh my god! You just put a chair in. We instead. did send out that satellite with the discs on them, so we are, you know, attempting. Oh, but that's in case anyone finds them. We're not. In t- we intentionally don't send out signals about where we are, like beaming out in space. We can send it in every direction in the galaxy, right? If we wanted to. Um, and then they go into things like so. Then they go into things of the zoo hypothesis, which is something we were talking about at the table before, which is the idea that the aliens know we're here and that they leave us alone because we're not ready. Right. Um, we ain't ready. And then there's uh, the they dangerous communication. So like, no, no, they are no. here undetected. They are here unacknowledged, and that's basically it. Mm. So out of those various options, and there are many, so I don't expect yeah, you to remember them all. What do you think are the options? So I think that I don't think the rare earth hypothesis, for instance, I think that's bullshit. There's no way, just based on math. And this is where the Drake equation comes into play. Right. I do think that, and I don't know how you guys feel about it because we're all kind of we're again we're not astrophysicists, so we have no insight into this at all. I do think that. The most logical thing is that we are young, so we haven't been listening long enough, and that we are far apart. Yeah, I, I think that's more of it. I think we, when you start talking about aliens, you jump to flying saucers and the intergalactic spaceships that's 300 mi- million miles wide or whatever. And I think more than likely, it would be that they're, if not less than us, just a little bit more than us. I don't know if I believe in like they're fucking teleporting around and doing all this and they have the technology and the ability to get here. I think... I do think they're out there for sure. I just don't think that they're that much advanced. I mean, we're talking about like, oh, you like in that, you know, the thing you just read or whatever. It's like, oh, well, in the next million years, we should have intergalactic travel down or right or what inter, uh, interstellar I, interstellar travel down or whatever. Well, I mean, that's a long time. Even if we're a million years out, maybe they're half a million years out, but they're still half a million years out. Mm-hmm. I think it is a time thing. Yeah, that we just haven't been out there. And I think that there's not as far along either. Yeah, I, I agree totally. I think even when you look at just Earth, right? There's humans and there's all these animals and stuff. Like there's a whole bunch of different shit going on. We know there's a whole bunch of other planets even in this galaxy, outside of this galaxy, whatever. It's like it'd be ridiculous for the rare Earth thing to to be accurate. Like that just doesn't doesn't check out in my mind. I don't understand how the fuck humans exist. I don't understand how the fuck animals exist. Why things are all different, whatever. They're there. I can't argue that. So it's like someone would ask me, do I think aliens are there? Absolutely. They have to be. There's a whole bunch of different planets. They're probably chilling. And they're probably in similar places like we are where it's like they can't talk to us. I don't know which one that falls under. But yeah, I mean, there's a few of them that are that way. I agree with you because this is the thing, you know, the rare earth hypothesis, which is interesting. There's a whole book about it. I can't remember the name of it. Is the, is the idea that there might be earths, but like, you know, like earth-like planets in that Goldilocks zone, they call it, which is like nearer to the sun. It's the, the idea of life as we know it. Which I fucking hate because I think we make assumptions about what life is. It's just some of the, what some of these things talk about. Like it breathes oxygen, it drinks water, it's carbon based. I'm like, I'm sure that there's life out there that doesn't do any of that. That has nothing to do with amino acids, doesn't have the DNA structure we have and all those kinds of things. And I think that's the argument they're saying is that like since we know only life as we know it, it has to have these like hundred things go right. And that's just not probable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's probable to the, the extent of less than one per galaxy, which still means that there are millions of civilizations, by the right. way. But they're just, we have no prayer of getting in touch with them at all. And they don't know we're here when we don't know they're there. So, I don't know. Nick? Either we're too far away or they've been here and don't care. They've been here already. Yeah. Either they've already, we've already made some sort of contact. They know we're, they know we're here. They've been here a little bit. Maybe popped down and did a couple anal probes. And we're like, these aren't tight enough. And they go back up. <laughs> these aren't tight enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
I mean, it's. I mean, you there. There are people. There's a lot of people who maybe, for whatever reason, have reported seeing some sort of alien being. Right? Maybe it's it's all conspiracy theory. Maybe it's just you know delusions based on fear. What your brain does to you when you're super scared. But I would not be surprised if they're like, we came, we saw. It's not that great. Yeah, we left. You know. Yeah, I mean that. That's the other thing too. This yeah. goes with some of the the other ones. I don't remember which one exactly, but it's like we have no idea what they are, or how they look, or what is even. It could be just some wind thing. But they're alive. They can see each other. Right. We don't fucking know because it's like who who the hell knows? Because it's alien shit, you know. So mm-hmm. they could be here. They could have been here and left, or they could be here next week and leave us alone. And we have no idea. It's like when we're talking about life and stuff. Like what does qualify as life? Because if it is, if you start making it like what is human like, that's very different, you know. Because what if there is cougars and shit somewhere else? But those cougars are hella smart. Oh, there's cougars. What would you do, groups. Greg, if you landed on an alien planet and it was just a civilization of porties who were like, "Can I communicate?" He's here. I'd be, I'd be stoked. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they call you the keeper, the master. Sure. Either of them, whichever one you prefer. Is it like, is it, was it like Planet of the Apes, where then I'm like the dog? No, no, no. They still, they, they, for the longest time, it's just been in the group of, uh, of yeah, like highly advanced wiener dogs who have been without a leader, and they need them. They all have to pee really badly because ha- someone hasn't been there to take them out in a while. And you come in, they're like, "Thank God you're here." I've had to pee for the last millennium. Like, you need to come. You need to come take me out. You for make a, a lot walk. of jokes about this, but Colin will back me up. There's a lot of theories that dogs are aliens. I've never heard that theory before. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to present Fermi Paradox. They look like simply. they're aliens, though. Look at them, little fuckers. Weird. They do. Uh, Lola looks like an alien. She looks like Yoda. Um, I wanted to present this simply because I feel like we get caught into this in, 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 in these earthly kind of things, these small questions, these small ideas that are relevant to us on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the Brexit and all this kind of stuff. I mean, these are important things, but the only philosophical, like existential intellectual question that ultimately matters, I think, is like, are we alone? Yeah, like I really do believe like there's so much knowledge and information out there that we don't understand and don't know and i think mm. so i think that i like that people even if it even a fermi paradox basically suggests that life isn't common that it's a, an idea worth un, uh, thinking about because i do believe that there are intelligent species out there having the same fucking conversation in their own way i think why are us. we here is more important than that because like we know we're here we don't know if something else is there we think we're here could be a simulation i guess you're right could be I mean, a I simulation mean, thing someone's been watching a bit too much you know, some media entertainment. Well, like, well, the Matrix goes in and out, all that kind of stuff. But like, the like, it, there are big minds out there that really do believe that like there's something fucked up about our reality. You know, and it's like one of those cool things that you like really think about, where you don't know like what's real is what you see, mm-hmm. but you don't know it's real, and you don't know who's watching, you don't know if it was programmed, you don't know if it's like. <laughs> What? No, I mean, I'm just happy that Kevin's real. As I look over to him, and like, he looks like he can't tell if he wants to sleep or not. Like his eyes, I can't even say they're half open. It was it's like it's more, like when Portillo, you know, needs to go to sleep, but yeah, he, he wants to stay up with you. He has FOMO. Um, that's, I mean, that again, going back to the prior topic, that was one of the cooler things that I thought was explored in Independence Day was that there was a civilization that had gotten so advanced that they were just all all machines, like all digital, like their consciousness had just been uploaded, and they were one yeah. being. Um, which I thought was really, really cool and which a lot of people theorize is our eventual, you know, that's the path that we'll eventually be on. Yeah. Like that Johnny Depp movie. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Transcendence. Transcendence. Yeah. 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 I, I ever saw that. Suck too. But yeah, the idea that we will, you know, eventually converge with the machine or that we are here just to make the next life form, which is the machine is a very fascinating concept. 
and one that we are well on our way toward exploring. Right, because that's that's why I think that why we are here is not the more, in my opinion, not the more important question because we will realize that there is no reason why we're here if we find intelligent life. Then there's no reason. You know, and that's yeah. and that's the that's like why I think that that question supersedes almost everything, and that's why I think that like knowledge can be gained, and the suggestion in a sci-fi way that intelligence is is like hyper intelligence, and all these these breakthroughs are garnered from contact with these different species, which is what happens in Independence Day resurgence, but not in a very clever way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that like you just need certain breakthroughs in physics and understanding and time travel, and or not time travel, but just traveling through space and wormholes and all that kind of stuff to get around, and then you have the answers. That's what happens to humanity in Mass Effect, and they find the mass. They find the mass uh, relays. relays, and that changes everything. They suddenly have access to incredible information they never had before because mm-hmm. they can travel. So yeah. it's just an interesting, an interesting question. I still really hope that we figure this out one day. I fuck the the in our and I said this. And I said this over here. I said this before. What I think is going to happen is that we are going to find evidence, co- conclusive evidence. Of life on another planet or intelligent life somewhere, and we're not gonna be able to do a damn thing about yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna see a Dyson sphere and be like, well, one day, like we know it's there, if we can see them, and then we and have, they to have a Dyson sphere, they can see us, yeah. they know we're here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then like the idea that they're, you know, 600 light years away, so we send a message, they don't get it for 600 years. I mean, they could, literally, they could literally be like, oh, we've got such technology, we have this Dyson sphere, let's just focus the energy from our sun toward them and fucking fry that planet for no reason. It'll be fun, let's watch. We'll make a moon base. It will mm. unify us. We already saw this in yeah, the Yeah, we need a unifying moon base. By the way, I was reading about that Dyson Sphere star again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do we got? What, what was the conclusion on that? They just don't know. They don't know. They have all these 50 years before they're like, it was just a thing on the fucking, it was a speck. They have all these theories. They have all these theories. Figure it out, guys. They think it might be a young star, and so it's still, the planets are still coalescing around it, so it's causing like all of this. But wasn't it really, really like sexy? No, not sexy. It was, yeah, very hot. Just tight like a nubile 16 year old. Um, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> no, didn't they say it was like symmetrical though? Like it was really symmetrical. It seems it. Yeah. So one of the th- I was reading about yesterday, and one of the th- they have theories about comet dust and planet formation, all that kind of stuff. And one of the real theories is that it's a Dyson swarm or a Dyson sphere. Mm. That's awesome. It's crazy. And that topic's brought to you by Harry's. Stop compromising on your shave and get started with Harry's. For far too long, you've either paid too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a low-priced but low-quality razor. Harry's offers something you never had before, a great shave at a fair price. Harry's makes its own high-quality razors, cuts out the middleman, and ships them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. Good shave, good price. It's simple. Get the best of both with Harry's. Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. Harry's makes just one razor with all you need for a close, comfortable shave. Five German-crafted blades, flex, no, yeah, that's right, flex hinge, and a lubricating strip. Quality guaranteed, full refund if you're not happy. Tim, have you gotten a refund? Uh, Because you're happy. Tim, have you gotten a refund? His mic was off. Okay, there we go. I'm back in this, Kevin. I had to fix my mic. I have not, Greg. I didn't need one. You're happy. I, I, I'm very happy. Very happy. Okay. And you know who else is happy? Who? My girlfriend Gia. Oh, she's me. been using the. She's oh, touched no. me on my neck. Oh, and uh, and other places that I've used the razor. But Whoa. You know what? whatever, it worked. That's all. I felt very lubricated. <laughs> You're gross. Harry's <laughs> starter set called the Truman is a great option for new customers and an amazing deal. For just fifteen dollars, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five blade German engineered razors. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of the show. Harry's will give you five dollars off your first purchase with the promo code Kind of Funny. Go to Harry's.com right now and look for the Truman set. That's H A R R Y S dot com. Enter code kind of funny at checkout to get five dollars off and support the show. Stop compromising. Give Harry's a try today. The link is in the description below. Tim, yes. What's your topic? 
So Colin was talking about like the most important questions. Yeah. Stuff, like the philosophical. Totally. Why are we comes. here? Are we alone? Yeah. The real question I want to know is if you guys could know who would bang you, mm. would you take that power? For the rest of your life, everybody you meet, you know what sexual relationship you potentially could have. So I have so many questions. <laughs> Go for it. So, I, I have answers for you. Greg. Thank you. Is it like a Terminator overlay where I look at Kevin and like the, a percentage comes off the side of him? Yes. So is it a number or is it a yes or no? Uh, I think it goes beyond that. I think that it needs to give you more information because it's not just sex. Like it, it lets you know what you can get going on. It can let you know what type of relationship you could have. With oh, them. it can let you know. Can you get a handy? Can you get a little? See, mm-hmm. I want everything. I want to know what the limits are. So my question is: So is it a yes, no, or is it numbers percentage wise? Percentage. And so then these are in play. This isn't everything in your world. I you know like it's you don't not fuck per- it. Yes or no? It's a yes or no. I don't want to play with the percentages because so then, then eh. I, I stand by my statement. Is it? Predestination here, where I walk up to Ooh, predestination. Well, Calvin is. I walk up to Kevin, and it's a hard no, and I can never change the no. Or is it? Uh, yep. a, you so, can't change it. So okay, so then it my, is what it is. So then my next question. So the, and this is then. So it's based. I mean, like, so stick with me. Mind out of the gutter, everybody. Nope. The a couple will say, uh, uh, somebody who predestination are going to get married one day. Meet his nine year olds, and they have a yes or a no on them, even though at that point there's no sexual intercourse i'm saying do i have a hand in changing this when i meet somebody no so it it will happen or it won't happen based okay. on no no no, no okay. sorry not a will it won't it could happen is the key thing could, or couldn't. could yeah it. it's could or couldn't yeah you still need to make it happen and it you don't know exactly how it could not happen nine times and that tenth time it does but you know that it could so this it person could. this person this is a machine that allows no it's not a machine it's, it's in your a head super it's power. a mechanism in my head that allows mm-hmm. for me to see kevin and it, there's a there's a green light or a red light. I don't know right. what they mean, but I know that the green light means we might be able to have sex at some point. He's into it. I'm into it. We're going to take each other for a ride. If that's it, how it, you know. Because the green light would signify sure. that, yes, eventually you can have sex with this person, right. but it does not signify you're about to go for a ride. No. See, I don't. I, then I would say no, because that's that's every person. That's that that is that mechanism that we have that ability right now. If Good I tried really hard enough, I get Kevin drunk. Probably actually no. wouldn't be that hard. No, you like two alcoholic See, no, beverages. What gets interesting about Show it is when you're you're you are married, you meet another married couple, and there's a green light on the whatever. Either one of them, you you and your wife are out to dinner, you double date, and you see another see, person's wife, and there's a green light on her. It's your first meeting, sure. And so now it's in your head, and I, tell me right now, now it's in my head that at some point I'm gonna break up with my wife. No. It no, just no, means no. that, that is, so it doesn't mean it's going going to happen. It, it means, means the it probability, could. but this is so, eventually. So, but it is a binary yes or no. Yeah, let's go with the yes or no because I think that that clears yeah, it up. Because here's my no. thing: See, the I, reason I bring this question up is because I think it would fundamentally change your relationships with people and how you act with them on just a fundamental basis with everybody. Because knowing that, you would just act differently. I would not interact with anyone that didn't want to have sex with me. I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. Hi, I'm Nick. That would be it. That would be. It. And that, that's what I was saying. That's what I was alluding to earlier. Is like I would not want to know this because I don't like the idea that I can't change someone's opinion of me from either a like you know a likability or a sexual attraction standpoint. If going off of his earlier question, if it was just a green light until whatever I did oh. made them go, oh, this guy's sexy, and then I saw like, oh, they're into it. Yes, fuck yeah, I would totally take that that power because I would want to know. Like, going I'm up. attracted to this person. Hi, I'm Nick. Nope. Nope. Hang out, see, meet him again. A <laughs> oh, month she later. likes this diehard impression. Oh, you know what I do now? Oh, you think that five eight's awesome instead of six four? 
because you've just realized that it fits better on planes. Great. Um, <laughs> green light. Cool. And then a list unfolds of like what she's going to do to me. That's fucking awesome. Right? Because that's <laughs> that what is fascinating. Actually, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we do every day. Mm -hmm. When you know when you're single, that's basically what you're doing without the mechanism. You're just trying to see who wants to have sex with you. And then once you do, you have to either you have to somehow figure out what they want to do without them telling you what they want to do for fear of either being too freakish or too prudish or or too inexperienced, right? Mm. So, like, if we can alleviate all that stress and I'm like, oh, Kevin wants me and he wants the 69, I can see it right here on my cool Terminator display. Fuck yeah, turn that mechanism on. Put that chip in my head right now so I can have that. Yeah. Because that'd be awesome. It would also help very much with marriage. It would help me out so I don't have to keep constant like, plotting, red light. Constant red light. my wife and having her slap me, I hit my hand away. Yeah, no. See, I don't think I would do it because I, I just can't handle it. I think the fun there is not knowing. Because then once, once it happens, it's great and it's cool and whatever. Sex is great, period. And it's cool. It's very cool. It's one of the cool kids' things. But I think it's the the not knowing that you got it, and it makes it feel worth it. If you know you yeah, can but, get it, it. But you still wouldn't know. In that's my, the my thing. If it's a red light and you can change it. You, you know like how much you'd be like, all right, I'm gonna, you're, a, you're a gamer, right? You're like, I'm going to game the system, right? So if you had you this thing where you were like, I know at some point it's possible to change your mind. And based on prior experience and me Googling it, I figured out how to do it with other people. Mm -hmm. So now here's the game. I'm going to try to. <laughs> I'm gonna try to scheme my way around getting this person to be attracted to me in the second that happens. Like, how fucking incredibly like ego boosting would that be if you met a great looking girl? And I'm not saying you have to have sex with her, but if you met a great looking girl and she was a red light at first, and then after that night of conversations with you, she's a green light now. And you the weirder it. thing would be when you meet That'd people awesome. and they're a green light, and then you get to that point where you're like, "Do you want to come back to my place?" And they're like, "No." You're like, fuck. <laughs> this is gonna be one of the, yellow. This is one of these yeah, green lights. Like, I'm gonna have to try it or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's true. I also like how you would Google it. You go to Yahoo Answers. Has anybody ever had any, has anyone ever successfully changed a red light to a green light? There'd be four posts. About <laughs> oh my it. god! There'd be a total red. There'd be, yeah. great. there'd be conspiracy theories about it. If it was really a binary thing that never changed, then there would be conspiracy theories about how I how I did it once. How I Whoa, changed well, my, my brother, brother said this. his college roommate had an uncle who. It's only see. you have this. It's it's not like everyone has this and people are fucking writing forum posts about it. No, but what what would be amazing would I be see. to alleviate like to actually see into someone's like sexual desires and their fetishes or whatever they were into that's like, just again I, there's this great show on kind of funny.com called love and sex stuff where it's just communication no, you can find is, all that stuff just by asking it takes so long and people even even people who you know just start dating or have are having sex or have a relationship for a long time i'm sure there's still stuff that they're like afraid to broach topic topic wise with their partner you know what i mean like i'm sure, sure there's what, things like, like anything anything for any any fetish right like mm -hmm. especially guys guys have weird fetishes like, I mean, I tell my wife all my fetishes. She just says no. So I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. Put it all on the but, you know, Put it out there. But like, it would be awesome if, and I, and I know, like my wife's a pretty open person. I don't want to go too, too, too deep into our sex life, but we, we talk a lot. We communicate a lot as one should, but I, maybe even she doesn't know what these things are until she tries them. Right. And so it would be awesome to know. Just to see a girl and be like, that girl's into uh, being tied up or that girl's into like a foot fetish or has or just wants me to dress like a fireman. Like she really likes firemen. So she wants me to come out in my beautiful with my beautiful bodice. Spray me with your and hose. Just spray her with my giant medium sized girthy hose. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. That Nick. good, that decent five and a half, sometimes six inches on a, on a, real, uh -huh. on a real warm day. Yeah. Like when I'm in. That's why I like Texas. The plane flight. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's bloating. You. And then when you hit the ground, it's really hot. So everything's just long and loose. Uh-huh. Long and loose. <laughs> I mean, it's like I got to go up. I, I got to go up a size in shoes. If you know what I mean? Greg. Would you do it, Colin? No. I think that there are certain things that you don't want to know. And certain. I, I think that could be ego killing, too. And I just don't think you want to walk around with that 
in mind with all of your communique with people. I think That's it's, a good I point. think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna find. I think you're gonna find a that the results are fucking disturbing. B, that's all you're going to like see and know about and care about. And uh, you don't want to, you know, I, we're, like I'm in a relationship. I hope this is my last stop. Right. Mm-hmm. But I remember when it was what it was like when you were single and sometimes you just wanted to remain single. There are things you didn't want to know or there, there are people you just want to communicate with. Sometimes you just want to have girls that are friends. Like what if you even I've had a close girls that are friend that are friends of mine. And it's like, like, you know. What do you do? You want to know? Like, like sometimes you just want boundaries. Sometimes you don't. I I just feel. And 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 on the other side, it's like sometimes people like the thrill of the chase too. So like, yeah. So I just feel like. But um, even I think I think both those kind of stand. I I think you can. I'd want it just for conversational purposes and just for education. But it would be the fact that like again, you don't need to engage. Even if I have a friend who is a girl and it's she's green, it just means I could if I did. X, Y, and Z, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily need to be mm-hmm. that uh, it's going to happen. That that's going to happen. And I would think it would cloud your judgment. Your whole your but whole like thing would, would be fucked. But up. that would mean my whole thing is I don't think it would because I don't think that would, that's not my end goal with every person I meet or my friends that I have. Exactly. So then, why would you ever have that? Because it's fun to, to know. Oh, that's cool. No, I don't think. In, I think in, certain in a parallel universe, I could have sex with that person. I do right. think. I go. I think this goes back to to what I've said before, and not to be a party pooper, but it's just like we over. Like, yeah, sex is great. You know, sex like is natural and it's and natural. And it's important to the physical relationship. It's natural to, to, to bonding. It's natural to love um, and procreation, of course. But it's but I also feel like it's an, there's an overemphasis of it uh, of it in society. I think we emphasize it way too much. And I think it's way too many in people's faces. I think the 21st century is run amok with this shit. And so, like, if you have um, this light, then it's just it's just it's it's the personification of what's wrong, you know, at the mm-hmm. same time. I don't think it's wrong. I, I mean, I agree with you that it's you know not the most important thing. I do think it's important. Yeah, it this is not the first important. augmentation I'm getting, but when I have all this XP <laughs> floating around, <laughs> skill points, so, sure, tack that on. I don't care. I like, can run real fast. Great. That was I would rather, get the one I would rather have so a, I could just drill Kevin all night. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you can't see it off screen. Kevin picked up his phone and put up just the screens all green, and he keeps looking at Nick and pointing at it. <laughs> I uh, I would but the augmentation I would like the red the, the green red augmentation I would like is is this person a good person or not? Should you yeah, even bother you know with that? this person at all? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but how do, you, how do you know that? That's 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 very. Really, really I do. Subjective. I really do think that most people are inherently good, but I think there are fucking sh- shitty people like scumbags no, there out are. there. And I think it would be nice. And I've I've not realized that until you know until you're kind of in deep with some people. Yeah. I don't mean relationships even. I mean just like friends and stuff like that. And you're like, wow, you're a piece of fucking trash. Yeah. You are just yeah, at like your genetic level. You fucking suck. In my experience, you know, and I'd like a it's a lot like easier that. to know someone sucks than that someone would suck, you know? So that's why I'm going to go with the <laughs> sex. True. So you, I wouldn't do it though. I so wouldn't you, do it. you would not do it. I wouldn't do it because it's, it's, it's some it. weird mix of what these two are saying. Well, one, I would love to know just because it's like, that's, that's super cool, cool and whatever. And like, I do think I could handle it, but I wouldn't want to know because it would change the dynamics of how I deal with people. And I, my favorite thing is the dealing with people part. I sure. like talking to people and like kind of figuring all that shit out, even if it's entirely not sexual that, at all. That's the thing is that it's, it would inexorably change the way you did it. Like no matter what Greg would resist, like it would inexorably change your entire outlook and the entire way you dealt cool. with people. I don't know. I think that it would change you in ways that you wouldn't want to be changed. You know, I really do. I think it would make I would you have a lot more sex. Would, yeah, you would, but you it wouldn't. Would, but, but it, uh, I mean, I, I'm talking if I was single. You're okay. single, you would. No, I mean, but even the, then, I just even don't as a think guy, though. you just said you were going to drill Kevin all night, though. No, that doesn't count, though. Kevin's <laughs> not a real person. Um, no, even as a married person, I just think it would be. It's nice to know that people are attracted to you. It's an ego boost, right? And I think most people walk around not knowing, and that's the same as Nick. Most people are attracted to you. Eh. Yeah, mm. you got these. You got this. You got these shoulders. You got the ice know. cream scoops. You got I a great know. personality. Um, good beard. Good hairline. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd fuck you right now. 
Get in line. Green. Kevin, Kevin's first. Green. Kevin's first. Kevin and I have to deep 69 each other before you, we can get to you. Right. Deep 69. Yeah. What do you mean by that? It's like a, you know, like a, you know how that you have oh, a freezer in your house. Yeah. And then, but then you go to a 31 flavors and they got the deep freezer. Like it's bigger. There's a lot more space. You can store more shit in there. Right. That's what we're going to do to each other. We're are gonna, you on top or are you on the bottom? We're going to try to cram more we're gold metal ribbon into each other's deep freezer. <laughs> Who's doing the handstand? I think, uh, I think Kevin in, 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 uh, has to be on bottom just because of the sheer sweat factor. I can't, the gravity of it would probably, I would drown. It would drip on you. Oh, it would be disgusting. It would be like swimming upward. That's through the a pond. disgusting part. <laughs> no, this, there would be, there would be, be your 69 Kevin for sure. Sweat, not there really balls. There would be a cradling smell your nose, factor slowly also. suffocating you. There would be a smell factor for sure. Because I have to imagine that. Kevin's choke smells a lot like smell. Indian food. Do you know what I mean? Or like Marnie Thai. Like it just smells. You is there like a weird, smell. a weird mixture of send, like of spices that I've never like from different. This topic was brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code Kind of Funny to get ten percent off your first purchase. Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need a website anyway. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website tools that look professional designed regardless of skill level no coding required what's up look when i do this it looks like the microphone is drinking out of my coffee cup <laughs> not only does squarespace provide you with an intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website with squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability and you know you can trust squarespace when all these great brands and other people do too i cut out some stuff there in the middle we trusted it with our first one right nick i like squarespace a lot a yeah. lot FirstKindOfFunny.com. FirstKindOfFunny.com. I would trust it again if we needed to build a website. When fast. we when we have to dump James Schuler like a hot potato. We got when we when we clean house and it's just you and me left running the show. Um, God, fucking damn. I will. Uh, you can't gonna... beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you twenty four seven. Online support and a beautiful website. So what are you waiting for? Start a new trial with no credit card required by, and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace. Make sure you use the offer code Kind of Funny to get ten percent off your first purchase and show your support for Kind of Funny. No tagline. No tagline. Beautiful. Greg, build it, Jackie. What's T. your topic? Thank you, Tim. Uh, my topic is uh, it's it's about movies. I want to talk about movie ratings. Okay. And namely, I want to know why America is a bunch of prudes. What's wrong, Kevin? Get on your microphone. Use your big boy. Use your big boy thing. Your topic was supposed to be broccoli, and you know that. Yeah, but we talked about this beforehand. Broccoli will be a topic for next week, Kevin. If you I'm ruined it. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I'll do broccoli next week for you, Kevin. All right. Kevin, give me topic was such a hit. Kevin, give me a big smile. Was How it nice? It legitimately was. Yes. People really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> broccoli next week, everybody. Hold on to your horses. I went and saw a cinema last night mm -hmm. called Batman v Superman again. Dawn of Justice. So bad. Ultimate Edition. Ooh, now this is the three hour rated R cut. Where is this? Oh it was at Kabuki. There was a I got no I snuck shit. into a, sh a showing of it. It's out now on digital. I'm so okay, cool. exhausted from you from hearing you say that you went to see this movie again that I feel like I just saw it again. That's how fucking tired I am it's about it. Colin. So <laughs> as I was saying, on my way there, three hours of Batman v Superman, yeah. rated R. Mm -hmm. How can you improve on a masterpiece? I don't know, but the movie Wonderkind, Zack Snyder did it. <laughs> no, so what was I it, was it actually a better movie? I don't know. Sure. Uh, can you please reach over and plug Colin sure. back in? Because you know he's back. not going to do it. 
You know he's just gonna despite you talking to an, a dead mic. All right, Thank you. He's back. He's back. More despite Kevin. Uh, but no, what Sorry, I want to talk about the fact is this is rated R, right? And how stupid movies are. And you, you're a movie guy. Yeah. You know America. We all know that it's it's we're, when you want to compare us to like the European countries, right? There. Totally cool with the sex, hate the violence. America, totally cool with the violence, hate the sex. And then we get into this weird thing of language. Batman v Superman, uh, ultimate cut, R-rated edition. The additions that would make this get an R rating in Greg Miller's mind are very simple and very small. There's a fuck. Remember mm-hmm. the guy with, who lost his legs? I can't feel my legs, Wally. Remember Batman v Superman? The guy who couldn't feel, uh, lost his legs. Yes, yes. Can't Blows up the Capitol. Right. <laughs> Crucial character to the right, plot. Right, right, right. He says fuck oh, at one point. wheelchair. Yeah, wheelchair guy says fuck at one point when Lois is in the bathtub and Clark gets in the bathtub. We all remember the glasses hit the water splashes. We cut away here. We cut back. Superman sits up, takes off his shirt, fucking yoked out, then comes in for the make out. And we get a scene from behind of Lois clutching his uh, back. Hot. You're like, all right, that doesn't seem too far gone. Then and, and not awkward, I guess, but a weird insert getting ready for the party at Lex's house. We know how like uh, Bruce Wayne, he throws the cover off the car right before that is him in the shower uh, naked, his ass to the camera. And we see Ben Affleck's ass. And you said like, it was there were very small differences. I've seen Gone Girl. There's nothing small. That thing about is ben huge. Just the ass. We did not get the full frontal like Gone Girl. Basset Hound. How you doing? We did not get that. <laughs> Instead, we got his buns, hon. Okay. Uh, there's those the fuck. Then uh, they went in and like when people are getting more people die in bloody fashion. When we're, when we're in, in the beginning of the movie, when all the people are getting shot, you know, when, when Lois gets k- grabbed by the guy, uh, people, when they start getting shot, blood splatters in the wall. There's a little bit of blood. Doomsday jumps through a helicopter and kills some folks. Uh, he kills somebody else. I need to throw something. You know, the fighter planes get blown up or whatever, too. But it's just a few more deaths. Right. Not that grotesque. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a sex appeal here for the ladies or, or the gay men if they swing that way. Whatever. Sure, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like looking at Henry Cavill. But I, I, I mean, whatever. And then what? A fuck? And this is the this is the thing that made this an R-rated cut. Yeah, that's weird. That's why absurd. is it? Why is it like that? I don't know. I don't know. The MPAA is weird too. There's a lot of there's a lot of stories of of movies that should be. There's a lot of stories of movies that were like almost getting a rated X uh, uh, rating, where I think oh God, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was um, South Park, not South Park. Um, Team America World Police, right? Oh, NC Seventeen. Where they wanted to get, yeah, they wanted to get the NC, they wanted to get the R rating, so they threw a bunch of shit into the sex scenes and all, and the rest of the movie that they knew where the MPA was gonna have a problem with, so they trimmed it back to the R. Even though if you watch that, there is some shit in that, even though it's puppets, that is clearly like pornographic and should be an NC NC Seventeen or X rating. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and, and there's no real set standards for it too. I mean, there there is in that you can't say more than one fuck. You can't say fuck uh, in a uh, a sexual term. So you have to use it as an exclamation. You can't say I'm gonna fuck you. You have to say fuck. Sure. That sucked or whatever. If you say I'm gonna fuck you, you're gonna get it right. I'm gonna run through the MP. I when you said it. I'm gonna oh, I've, already, I've already 69 Kevin so deep that he's now a part of last me. topic. If you want to catch that, that was out of <laughs> out of context. Uh, MPAA <laughs> guidelines, High right? Spice balls. <laughs> G all ages admitted a G motion picture contains nothing in theme language nudity sex violence or other matters that in the view of the rating board would offend parents whose younger children view the motion picture uh, they go on no stronger words than are present depictions of violence are minimal no nudity sex scenes or drug PG uh, parental guidance suggested some material may not be suitable for children the more mature themes in some PG rated motion pictures may call for parental guidance there may be some profanity in some depictions of violence or brief nudity there is no drug use or content 
PG-13, parents strongly cautioned, some material may be inappropriate for children under 13, may go beyond the PG rating in theme, violence, nudity, sensuality, language, <coughs> adult activities, or other elements. Any drug use will initially require to be blah, 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 blah. There may be depictions of violence, uh, and, but generally not realistic or extreme persistence violence. Single use of one of the harsher sexually derived words, authors note the F word, though only as an expletive initially requires at least a PG-13 rating. That's always the big thing in the PG-13 movies when you're waiting for the one curse word. Oh, right, right, right. That's what it was, right. And that's the thing with Batman v Superman where they spent it instead of the sh- the fuck from him, it was the shit from Batman. Right. Remember when Doomsday's about to blast him and then Tim's favorite song of all time kicks on. I'll tell you what, fifth time seeing this motion picture, still the p- place where everybody claps for the first time. Mm. Everybody goes crazy. Sky don't, God don't, God don't, God don't, I had to give it to something. That was their one clap. Of the More movie. than one such exploit uh, requires an R rating. So, I mean, really, that's probably where Batman v Superman's R really is driven home, right? The fact that there's a shit and mm. a fuck. Uh, and, the, and the nudity. I mean, the ass nudity. But the, is, yeah, sure. You get R. No, ass doesn't necessarily get you that, though. Mm-hmm. R. Children under 17 require a company, a parent, or adult may include adult themes, adult activity. Authors note stuff it's not illegal for kids to do. Hard language, intense or persistent violence, sexually oriented nudity. Probably again with the, like, it's pretty clear now Clark and Lois are going to fuck in that bathtub. Drug abuse or other elements. Generally, it is not appropriate for parents to bring their ch- young children with them to R. Rated motion. NC 17, formerly X. No one under 17 admitted a movie that. In the view of the ratings board, most parents would consider patently too adult for children under 17 and under. So that goes on. NC-17 does not mean obscene or pornographic in the common legal meaning of those words and should not be construed as a negative judgment in any sense. Is it possible that they, and I don't want to say, because I know the MPAA or whatever is not on the take or whatever, but like they wanted the R rating, didn't they? They released the movie at PG-13, they did their damage, and now they want the R rating. They want it. Yeah. So like it's it's possible that they're stuffing as much shit in there as possible to get it. Sure, oh, that's exactly why they're doing it. So I like so I, I don't understand like so. No, they it's did not, it as a, I, this isn't. I'm not talking about like Batman v Superman's been robbed. I'm just saying as somebody who now usually you sit there and we'll compare two different films, a PG-13 and an R, and you're like, I guess there was more of this. And this is like literally you can see that this 30 minutes, this use of fuck, this is what pushed over the edge, and it's like really, why are we so hung up on that? Why are we hung up on? them in a bathtub why are we hung up on a little bit of blood because it wasn't like brain splatter it's just like blood on the wall digitally added let me ask you this too Lay it on what, me. was the theater full yes the yeah what's wrong with everybody <laughs> but it really makes you is, wonder doesn't it it, it only really it matters does. when it comes to the r because Don't that play like limits like the, the, movie. the people that can go in you know yeah so people try to stay under that r because then like pg-13 it doesn't matter you're gonna make as much money as pg or g or whatever sure. the hell it is right just historically why people try to get that pg because even and that's why people that whole, pulled that off whole the thing r. i remember specifically with cartoons like back in the 80s when transformers the movie came out it was the first cartoon that had a, a swear word in it like when one of the moon bases blows up spikes like oh shit and that was a big deal that's when i i think i could be wrong about this but that's when the pg to from g to pg kind of like it was during that era that it kind of became a thing because they were mm-hmm. like, oh, there's nothing technically wrong with what they're doing. We're not going to give it the PG-13 there, but right. there needs to be something in between. Well, I think the, I think the PG-13 rating came about in the 80s. Red Dawn. Was it Red Dawn? I think Red Dawn is the first one. Yeah, because I think I think people like if I'm if I, I could be remembering this completely incorrectly, but I think I think Spielberg was pretty um, influential in having that happen because there was no I guess they needed something in between PG and R. Um, look, can you look this up? I'm on it. Well, yeah. between G, was it G and PG? Is that what it was? Well, yeah, because originally it was just G. Well, I think well, I th- G, PG, and R were the original ratings. Yeah, and X. 
which is now NC seventeen. I don't. Yeah, I think PG thirteen was the was the newer one that came about because they were like, we need to have some in between. There needs to be action and violence, but there needs to be something in between PG and R. Gotcha. Maybe that was too much of a void. I could be wrong about that though. It's Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Temple of Doom. This is from I'm reading Business Insider. Uh, However, a more important Where anniversary is what Temple of Doom. It, it was mentioned in. <laughs> it's all often on the mic. No, it is. Helped I guess, usher I it is in one of the first ones. The creation of the PG 13 box office sweet spot that would shape. Here's how it came to be. It goes on. Of all the Indiana, all the films in the series, Indiana Jones uh, and the Temple of Doom is the darkest. The best one. Part of it was going through. I was going. This is explaining like this a little. Until 1984, there had only been four ratings a film could receive, G, PG, R, and X. Films like Temple of Doom, which were too mature for PG audiences, but not mature enough for the R rating, would find themselves in limbo. Spielberg found this netherworld rating unfair to both filmmakers and audience. So, according to a 2008 interview with Vanity Fair, Spielberg says he came up with a new rating that would bridge the gap. Quote, I remember calling Jack Valenti, the president of the Motion Picture Association, and suggesting him that we need a rating between R and PG because so many films were falling into another world. You know of unfairness. Unfair that certain kids were exposed to Jaws, which was a PG movie or whatever, but also unfair that certain films were restricted that to kids that were 13 or 14, 15 you've not seen. I suggested let's call it PG-13 or PG-14, depending on how you would design it. And Jack came back to me and said, we've determined that PG-13 would be the right age for that temperature of a movie. So I've always been very proud that I had something to do with the rating. What's crazy too is that there's so many different rating systems, whether it's TV or video games or movie, mm. and they're all similar but different. Like on TV, you'll mm. they have all those different oh, yeah. letters and shit. It's like TV MA, TV MA with the L because of language or whatever. Right. TV fourteen. I mean, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. I mean, my thing is, these are all vanity ratings, right? Like, how many of us, you know, shocker, saw a rated R movie before? All we were the time, eighteen years yeah, old. Yeah, but right? I mean, the but time. how many aren't though? And I think maybe, that's the key maybe. thing. It's vanity up until R because R, we've seen it with movies, do not make as much money if they're rated R. Sure, until up well, up until. Deadpool. Well, Deadpool was a successful um, R-rated movie, but it's also because people aren't treating rated R movie. They're not. They're not making the kind of rated R movie that can make money because traditionally they haven't. They haven't been able to market them. To be clear, it appears that it was the release of Temple of Doom and Gremlins that did not have the PG-13 rating that started all this shit. That's why Spielberg did it, and that's why Red Dawn was the first movie to be released as PG. Told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I am, but to be fair, Colin, I am also obsessed with Red Dawn. Was right. Uh, here's the thing about it, though. To Tim's point, Porty, come back here. I used to. I mean, I saw dozens of movies when I was a kid, R-rated movies with my friends or by myself. Even like I remember going to see something about Mary by myself when my dad saw some other movie when I was in eighth grade. Um, and I would just buy the ticket for. I'd be like, I, you know. Oh, I want to see whatever fucking yeah, movie I should see. The other one. So, so, but to be fair, the R-rated movies inherently will never make as much money because th- they didn't get my money for that movie anyway. I gave it the fucking whatever yeah. PG movie was mm-hmm. in there. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's ten minutes apart. Give yeah. me the blah, blah, blah. and then I just never once, by the way, ever got in trouble for that. No, no. one ever came and fucking bothered no. me. I remember sitting. Really? I remember sitting in something about Mary by myself in eighth grade when my my dad was seeing something else. You know, in like the cum shot scene and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, holy, it's like holy god. Like I, I was like almost looking around. I'm like. Yeah, scary movie was that for us. That was awkward as all shit being with your parents. Yeah, but yeah, my, you took them to see scary movies. You know, my mom and I'm sure I'm not alone. Used to buy me the tickets and and just send me to go do it with my friends. Like that's the and their or their friends' parents would buy the tickets because they just didn't give a shit. In high yeah. school, so we did 14, have it. Fifteen doesn't matter. Our AMC and the, the Burbs of Chicago did check IDs for uh, rated R flicks or whatever, but you yeah. could sneak around. Well, I mean, modern day shit. Good fucking luck. I mean, of course you can sneak in and like, congrats, good for you. But but they do so much. They come, they check. They do things where they they there's like lights and shit in the theaters and it's like really? can you not yeah dude I've never really seen this I, I, my assumption today would have been 
that it's easier than ever for someone who's underage to sneak to sneak into one of these shows. You can walk up to a machine and buy the tickets. So no one's right, carding you exactly. as you're as you're buying it. And then when you walk in, do you really, that like does the fifteen year old? Really I mean, give it depends a shit on if the movie just came out. Like if it's the d- day of release, sure. like they they do check the ticket stubs. They do give you a lot of shit. We also don't look like fifteen year olds. Well, so I mean, I I'm, a, I'm clearly a thirty six year old man. Um, as I have looked for the last 20 some odd years of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, TV, TV is also the big joke, right? Because the only people that are actually able to police that Portilla. are your parents. But if you have HBO growing up, you can Go see, put them in a room. I mean, you see all these movies anyway. It doesn't matter. They're all on TV anyway. So it, yeah. it, it, it's, I get why it has to happen. I get why it's there. I think it's, I think I'd rather there be some system in place than no system, no matter how faulty that might be. I just think the way I grew up was, you know, seeing movies like Predator, Robocop, uh, Aliens, um, Terminator, all those in the theaters. And mm. they scared the shit out of me, and it's probably why I'm a sexual deviant. Yes, Kevin. Do you think that it's better that there is a system than no system? Because, uh, like, I've, This carries away the pussy kids. Who are too, say, do they want to be men and go in there? And, no, I, I well, think it's an important distinction to make for specifically, like, like uh, uh, children's movies, right? G versus PG versus PG-13, because I do think that, like, I, I wouldn't want... If there were none, it's by some you know mistake, some parents walking into fucking uh, I don't know alien insurrection or what was it called uh, Independence Day Independence resurgence, uh, and thinking that wasn't that was going to be just like a fun spirited movie. So it's good to know that that, that is going to be have more violence than uh, a movie like The Incredibles, right? Yeah, the violence there, in Independence the, Day Resurgence was what they did to the fucking script. Kevin, there's a documentary called This Movie Is Not Yet Rated, mm-hmm. and it's just about how like. Sometimes it really screws over movies. Oh, it does, oh, yeah. and, and it's hard, and you have to, and it, it's costly too, because you have to re-edit continually everything. re-edit your film until you can get the rating you want. Um, and there's no, it's all subjective, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, there's really, you know, with the exception of the the what Greg just read, I there, you can make dread, and that could come out. I mean, I think dread was maybe that was R, but you could maybe cut a scene in that, and that might be PG thirteen. You never mm-hmm. know. It just depends on who you who are, watches and, it and, when, and who's watching and how, it when. and whatever. I, my thing, my 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 the instincts as, as a libertarian, so like the person is that rating shouldn't exist at all. Um, but the reason I have no problem with the, the rating, the SRB or the MPAA, is that because they are they are bodies, their organized bodies have nothing to do with the government. The thing is, is that the ESRB actually created, was created in the mid nineties because the government was like, you getting do ready it or we'll fucking do it. <laughs> the government was getting and ready that, to and fuck that, shit And up. that would have been like, I would have been like, that's a bridge way too fucking far. Why is the video even involved? Why is the government rather even involved in this at all? But I have no problem with it per se. It just never affected anything about the way I saw movies. You know, it really well, honest to God didn't. In fact, it made me want to see movies even worse when I knew that they were radar, because when I was young, sure. I saw, I mean, I don't see movies anymore, but you, like, I literally probably saw five movies a month in the theater oh, when I, I was a kid. Too. I saw one Four every weekend. That's all you could do. Every weekend. Years. And I would see anything. And so I'd it see, was that's like, when you'd see movies two, three times. Yeah, I, I, do, like, I would oh, see, movies, see Batman again. Why not? When I, when I see some of these movies that I like, that pop time. up and I'm like, I can't believe I saw this movie in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like, it happens to me all the time. I'm like, I saw this fucking movie in the theater. You know, like, yeah, nothing better, dude. I remember those days. And, you and your friends going down to some. We go to the Glen, awesome. and it's just like terrible movies. I also remember matinee movies costing uh, at the Br- Brookhaven Multiplex like five, six dollars. I remember, like, I remember sne- me and my friends sneaking into Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Oh, I love that because there was nothing. It was not a movie for kids, not because no. it's bad, but because it's boring as fuck. If you're a kid, it's we're gonna go weird. see a Wolfman movie. You're like what the fuck? Yeah, it's like on? it's like seeing. Uh, like Gettysburg or something. When you, well, I loved yeah, it. Gettysburg but when you, was awesome. I, yeah, it's awesome. But or what, what was the uh, Gods and Generals? Where even I was like, oh my yeah, god, that was a hard one. Like it was, it, it was so long. I had an intermission. I, I'll never forget. That was the first movie I ever saw that. With that, where I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I, even I want to fucking kill myself. And I love the Civil War. Now, uh, to wit, <laughs> though, about the movie tickets, what I thought was interesting about the Alamo Draft House in the Mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I like could have just straight up walked into that place, sat in that theater, no one would have said a fucking thing to me. Probably not. Yeah, they no. no, they wouldn't have because I fucking Jared got the tickets for me and he gave them to me, came out and gave them to me or whatever. We walked in the bar and then I just fucking walked in there and sat in the seat that oh, I was supposed to be sat in, but Someone, no one asked for me for my ticket. Your waiter ever. didn't look at your ticket when you nope. come on. Oh, every time I've ever been there, like, all right, cool, you've been here before. I'm like, yep, and I show them the ticket. And they're like, great. They asked me if I was there before, but they didn't look at my tickets. They were in my fucking pocket the entire what, time. So I thought that was. Did they check little. Jared or anybody with you, like a party? Jared was sitting across the aisle from us. Huh, that's really weird. That's fascinating. Maybe he said something, but I've never heard of that. It could have been, but I just thought that was weird. After, I didn't think about it the entire time. I mean, I also spent over $100 there on food. But, so I mean, it's like, you know, it's a genius concept. It's it amazing. is a genius concept because I was like, the movies are so cheap, they're nine bucks. But then um, I'm like, oh, like I would charge even less. Oh, yeah. To get people into the fucking, actually, that way, so I get, get you fucking drunk watching the Pens for the Resurgence. It's the only thing that gets you through. It was it was so fun watching uh, Ghostbusters that I do want to go back. I mean, you're just literally. You're going back next week to see Ghostbusters. Like hanging out with your friends, watching a movie and, 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 and having dinner. It was cool. Let me say this real quick about Ghostbusters, a new one. Which one? Yeah. Okay. Before we finish, because I'm sure we're almost there. There was two or three trailers before the abomination I saw this weekend. And one was for Suicide Squad, which I think looks fun. I want to see it. Sure. I'm not convinced it's going to be good. I think it's Did you guys good. see the trailer for Suicide Squad that uses Pony? Because no. it's fucking... It's a, we need to watch that. It's a remix, a great and resurgence. It's awesome. and, I, and I blame us. But the other, um, but the other trailer <laughs> I saw was for us. Ghostbusters, which I think is a trailer I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And Bam. people... I want to just give a little perspective because, I, because I'm of two minds Bam. with this movie. I'm of two minds with this movie it's where good. I feel like it's going to bomb and I also feel like it's going to be fine. Uh, where there was a lot of laughter... And uh, and uh, chuckles uh, during during it from the people in the audience. Is this the one where? Uh, Pat- and I was laughing. Patty has the ghost on her shoulder and starts leaving. They take a selfie, and she's like, "Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's and the I, and best trailer. Like, like, and, and I'm like, you know what? Like, doesn't look that bad. It but just, but you know, but I I'm still not going to see it as on principle because you hate women. Uh, no. Uh, I do, but it has nothing to do with this. Okay? <laughs> right. I, I don't want to see it because I just don't know how it's how it's Ghostbusters. But I, but I do. But it gave me pause where I'm like, I was positive that movie's gonna fucking tank. My hope and now is, I'm like, oh well, seems like my continued up. hope with Ghostbusters is just that the trailers have been bad. I still like that cast. I still like that director. I'm like, they're funny. I, yeah. I, I, again, funny. I just think I think it's going to be a very funny movie that's called Ghostbusters. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Ghostbusters movie the way we all think of it because that movie's 30 years old. Yeah, no, point. you can't do that. I also, think it's, I also think it's clearly Please refer not to topic one Ghostbusters. for my thoughts on what Ghostbusters will be. Um, to, to My final thought on the topic of, of ratings is, uh, again, I'm, I'm glad they're there. I think they're they're dying, obviously, and I think it's because of things like the internet, right? Or eventually we'll look back and we're like, it's interesting that we chose to rate all that content because we couldn't, um, we couldn't possibly control it now. There's just, there's no fucking way, gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you can go on YouTube right now and see, or anywhere on the internet, Google video and see anything you want to see from real life deaths, uh, from terrorists to uh, crazy pornographic material, right? Well, I hear you, zero barrier to that. It was one, like I was watching day five and it's a rooster teeth thing and day mm-hmm. five's awesome. I haven't watched episode two yet, but day, episode one was awesome. Totally dug it. And at one point those girls stand up stark naked and walk in the house naked. and I was like, Huh? Didn't expect that in this rooster teeth right. video I'm watching on the internet. Yeah, right. Um, so it's so it's I, I think it's going to be the other way though. I think that the internet's just going to get more and more like when it comes to things like rooster teeth or YouTube or things where it is you're putting content out there and there's just going to be some rules where it's like you have to say what the level is and it, I think it'll be a lot of self policing more than anything. But maybe I think that they'll do that. Yeah, Google image search. You're going to be able to find horrible shit anywhere, but that's more. Well, I mean, there sort of already is right, but it's more it's more just binary right where this is for mature audiences or not right. 
So even doesn't, uh, you know, most sites will have age gate or something or, or people will say that there's mature content in YouTube videos, right? And you're supposed to, aren't you supposed to flag that? Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, like thing, sites like IGN already do do the age gating thing. Rooster Teeth does it sometimes. Doesn't YouTube to a certain extent? So YouTube, it's a, uh, it that's this, it's not so much self-policing as much as it is community. Um, right. Someone will say this is mature. will flag it and then you have to sign in to be able to see it. Right. Okay. So, so I mean, I think that, 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 I guess that is a start and that's a good point. But my, it's, it's scary to me that. They're gonna. There's gonna have to be another governing body on the internet, uh, police in the internet. I don't know how that how or how that's gonna look, but it's sad because right now we really are in the wild west of the internet, and it's fucking awesome because you can get away with anything, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. And you we sure can. Kevin, come out here naked. Kevin, let me see your belly button. But let's that camera see. see. If don't, pe- it doesn't show us. See if your PB can make it into your belly button this time. If you didn't know, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can toss us a few bucks to get every episode early along with a bunch of exclusives and goodies. If you have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post the entire show topic by topic day by day until one big thing goes up on Friday. As a video, I got one big thing for you. <laughs> MP3s on podcast services around the globe. Thank yeah, you very much. Have you been doing some push-ups? No. Nope. Just two? lifting a lot of donuts. There you go. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.